from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. What's up, everybody? Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is live on site, on location, live from iDrive here at Hooters Orlando, 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. Happy to be here with you for our Florida in Focus week. And it is the football preview, which is what we're doing here. So football preview all week long, college football and NFL discussion, and we'll be joined by the Hooters girls. And today I have a great group of people that are going to be joining us. Porsche is going to be back. Uh, Ashland's going to be back as well. And we have a couple new guests that are going to be sitting in, talking with us, of course, about sports and about life, a little bit about music, movies. They might put us on the hot seat. Sofka, who knows? So I am here all week long with special guests. My special guest today is Mike Sofka. You know him every Wednesday from the Fantasy Football Power Hour. Not one of, not a, but the Fantasy Football Power Hour. And he is from Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com, winning fantasy football, and of course, on winning fantasy football, the uh, Facebook group on YouTube as well. And Mike is here with me today as a primer for a lot of things. We're getting you ready for football season. And we're getting you ready for fantasy football season. And on top of that, we're going to be drafting here at Hooters tonight for our 10th slash 11th year anniversary since since COVID last year. So we're going to be celebrating 10 and 11 years on site at 8801 International Drive at 7 p.m. You come out and see us. We'll be drafting live tonight. And leading you into that, we're going to be giving you our top 20 fantasy football quarterback rankings running back rankings wide receiver rankings and tight end rankings so in a way we're kind of showing our hand but mike and i always have i would like to hope some aces up the sleeve maybe some twos and threes but hopefully some aces up the sleeve mike how are you i'm doing wonderful how about you dan i'm doing very well man and it's it's good to see your beard in the flesh now the beard has uh it's taken its time it's grown it's expanded it's 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 living its best life right now well, so. I sit at home and all I do is pull on the beard and then, you know, I, I, I massage oils. No, no, yeah. no. I don't do that. I just sit there and watch football. And you the put the lotion throws. in the basket? So. No, no, no. <laughs> so Mike here with us this morning hanging out. And uh, like I said, we're going to be going through our rankings this morning live from iDrive. This is Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. You are watching on facebook.com backslash wake up call dt you're also watching on facebook.com backslash live now dt where it's being shared and of course on youtube.com backslash wake up call dt so however you're connecting with the show we thank you so much for being here and of course you know that the show is monday through friday from 9 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time but we have changed it up this week so that we open when Hooters opens. They open officially here on iDrive in Orlando every day at 11 a.m. So we are 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. all throughout the week. And of course, once the show goes live, you can find us in the archives by searching Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora or searching one word Wake Up Call DT. And you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, MixLR, YouTube, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean and tune in once again by searching Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora and searching one word Wake Up Call DT. A big thanks to all of our central and upstate New York partners as well. Cafe Cabal, Carvel DeWitt, the Wildcat Sports Pub, Victory Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, Avicoli's, Chick-fil-A Cicero and Chick-fil-A Clay, Canine Camp Dog Daycare, Millhouse Market, Pizza Man, Honda City of Liverpool, Mother's Cupboard, Progressive Dental, 
PB&J's Lunchbox, Canine Campground, Dog Boarding, as well as Mon Paz Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. You can order from Orlando or from anywhere in the country if you go to maandpazpopcorn.com. That's maandpazpopcorn.com. You will be able to get 20% off on me by simply going there and using the promo code DT20 at checkout. That is DT20 at checkout. And you know what? I didn't do the opening slide and how dare me because I love this music and it gets me ready for the morning, gets me all jazzed up. So I got to do that now. You always got to wait until the beat drops. So Mike Sofka and I hanging out here this morning inside of Hooters, we're going to give our quarterbacks first. Now, last night I was sitting there with my rankings. You can see in my notebook here, it's scratched out. So I write them, I scratch them out, I move them, I move them back, I move them up, I move them down, I take them out, I put them back in. We have this new thing called computers. (laughs) Or pencils with an eraser. There's nothing like a pen and a pad, though, like that – that's always and and that's I, I've been a writer, you know, my whole life. And I think that uh, Macy asked me the question about you know why do I do what I do? And I said you know I've always I love being a storyteller. So a pen and a pad is always going to mean more to me than any type of electronic. So and I can write it, put it in my pocket. I write on napkins. I write on you know post-it notes, and I end up with all of it in the house. But because it's just me and Lily, nobody can throw them out. Exactly, <laughs> and and they're strategically placed in areas where you'll always remember yeah. to forget to find them there. If it makes it to the bedroom, then it's important. Gotcha. If it makes it to the bedroom and it's in a pile in a corner, it's not important anymore. But it used to be important. So I met my wife. <laughs> so very very nice so mike and i uh, here with you this morning very excited to be here at hooters i drive so let's start with fantasy running backs we're gonna go one through 20 give me your number one fantasy running back or fantasy quarterback sorry fantasy quarterbacks we're doing we're gonna start with the quarterback give me your number one quarterback this season well it's an easy one i'm gonna go with pat mahomes and and i think most people have i do a thing I make a little graph for myself and I follow what other people rank yeah. the same people you know I, I want to see how close I become and just about everyone I, I have 15 of them here and there's one two three there's four people that don't have have him as number one then you add me I, I have him as number one yeah they lost the Super Bowl last year but I called that shot being they had uh, you know offensive line problems last year in, in Kansas City yeah. I think they've overcome those right now I don't think they're gonna have a problem keeping him upright and they still have all the weapons they have the speed you have a Mikel Hardman you know you, you have Tyreek Hill fastest guy in the NFL you have Clyde Edwards Solaire you have Travis Kelsey how can yeah. you not be the number one quarterback with all those weapons? So, absolutely, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously not going to go away from that either. I'm picking Pat Mahomes as well. Uh, the man can throw right-handed, left-handed, on the run, in motion. I think in the Super Bowl he had gained four, he had gained and lost somewhere running around like 400 yards in that game. So, he is a jack-of-all-trades. He's a fantastic quarterback. He may dip a little bit statistically this year, but – I do like what he offers to the table, and obviously he has Clyde Edwards-Alaire, like you said, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, so he should be okay. Did lose Sammy Watkins to Baltimore, though. Number two. Oh, it's an easy one for me. Not so easy for other people, though. 
Josh Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen has got to be number two. Just based on what he was able to do last year, I don't think things are going to slow down for him. I think they're going to have a little more Zach Moss sprinkled in the offense. But, you know, Devin Singletary is good to go. Dawson Knox is finally starting to show up. Emmanuel Sanders, I think he's long in the tooth, but I think he's just what this team needs. This team needs somebody that knows how to take things to the next level. It doesn't hurt when you have Cole Beasley or Stephon Diggs, but they need to know how to win. They need to know what it takes to get to the next level. That's why Emmanuel Sanders is there, and that's why Josh Allen is going to have another great year. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going with Josh Allen as well. I mean, I, I said I would have had him number one if not for Pat Mahomes. I mean, his numbers have been fantastic. He has done an incredible job at quarterback. You know, statistically, he has been phenomenal coming out of last season, going into this season. One thing that uh, maybe people didn't know if they weren't paying attention to him in Wyoming and whatnot is this guy can run. You know, he gained 100 yards against Jacksonville when Jacksonville had Jalen Ramsey and, and the crew a couple seasons ago, and his numbers are fantastic. 4,544 yards last season. He averaged 284 yards per game. He had almost a 70% completion percentage, 37 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. So Josh Allen, for me, I think he's got the upside. I think, again, that he could be close to taking one. So I, I think Pat Mahomes is one, but Josh Allen's a closer two than you think. Number three. Yeah, Kyler Murray. I, I, I mean, look at the weapons that he has. Dick DeAndre Hopkins. Now you add in an A.J. Green, and again, Kind of like we talked about with Emmanuel Sanders. A.J. Green is there to help tutelage this younger wide receiver crew. I mean, you know, outside DeAndre Hopkins. But yeah. Christian Kirk, we've been waiting for him to step up, and he hasn't stepped up. Andy Isabella is supposed to be fast. I haven't seen it yet. Rondell Moore is the name you want to keep your eye on. Rondell Moore is speedster. This guy's going to take it to the next level. This guy's going to supplant Christian Kirk in the, in the starting lineup. You add in Chase Edmonds, sprinkle in a little James Conner. I know he's been dinged up and so, but, yeah. you know, that's not what he's there for. He's not there to be the premier back. He's there to share the load with Chase Edmonds, and I think that's going to be a great combination. I think they've made defensive improvements as well. Yeah. And you can't underestimate that when it comes to a quarterback. A quarterback likes to have a good defense simply because he needs to be bailed out sometimes. And, well, Defense will get them opportunities to score at times by getting turnovers. So I think Kyler Murray deserves to be number three. Yeah, you know, I have Kyler Murray at number three as well. I thought about this a little bit, but, you know, Kyler Murray can do a lot of different things. He's in an explosive offense. You bring in A.J. Green toward the tail end of his career. Rondell Moore, like you said, coming in to be a number three, maybe a number two to supplant Christian Kirk, who hasn't taken the reins from Larry Fitzgerald. And then, of course, you have who I consider to be, spoiler alert for later in the show, the best wide receiver in the nation, which is DeAndre Hopkins. So, you know, for me, he has the weapons. He is a weapon. And so by the numbers, I think Kyler Murray is going to do you right. And, you know, when we look back at Kyler Murray this past season, uh, just shy of 4,000 yards overall, almost 250 yards a game, 26 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. And we also know that he can take off a little bit. So Kyler Murray has got to be number three for me. I think some people go higher than Josh Allen with Kyler Murray. They, they might jump it, but I don't think they should. But in our draft tonight and in other drafts at the Wildcat and whatnot, if they decide to do it, I'm going to be okay with that. Number four, which may surprise you with me, my number four. What's your number four? Well, my number four is Lamar Jackson. Okay. And I think if there's one person that some people might have ranked over Kyler Murray more consistently than others, it's Lamar Jackson. And he's a threat. He's a threat from the ground. But more importantly, they've improved 
some of his receiving options. So I think that there's going to be an opportunity for him to grow as a passer. You know, you zig when everybody zags. That's how you're successful in these fantasy drafts as well. If there's a big run on wide receivers, well, you start over here with the running backs or what have you. You don't, you don't fall in line. You create your own line. They brought in Marquise Hollywood Brown last year. That didn't seem to be enough. Sammy Watkins is there. He's the veteran presence. But then Rashad Bateman, I look for him to have an excellent rookie year. Yeah. And J.K. Dobbins, if he can continue to grow like he has, the, the sky's the limit. So it's not all on Lamar Jackson, although Lamar Jackson does compose a large share of that rushing attack there in, in Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson's number four. Could be number one for some people, but I got him at number four. Yeah, you know, Lamar Jackson, for me, I don't have him in this spot. Last year I had Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, two, so one and two. Uh, this year... I have Aaron Rodgers at number four, and I have Aaron Rodgers at number four because, yes, he is 38 years old, but he is a fine wine getting better with time. 4,299 yards last season, 268.7 yards per game, 48 passing touchdowns to five interceptions. It is the third time in his career, I believe, that he had at least 40 touchdowns in a season passing, and this number of 48 was his highest ever in Remember, he's a Super Bowl champion, so 48 touchdowns to five interceptions. By the numbers, Aaron Rodgers arguably just had his best season almost overall, and he returns Devontae Adams, who I have very high up there in the wide receiver rankings. He has Aaron Jones. He has A.J. Dillon, who's going to be part of that one-two punch now. He brought back Randall Cobb, and, you know, he's holding the team hostage a little bit, and they're going to have to at least make him happy or appease him for a season. So I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers because the numbers don't lie. I know he's older than Lamar, but 48 touchdowns to five interceptions, I don't want to play against that. So that's why he's there. Number no, that's, that's a great point. I mean, Aaron Rodgers statistically has always been a championship caliber quarterback. Yeah. You were probably going to be in or near your championship in your league if you had Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, so for you, number five. Uh, number five for me is easy, but not so much for some other folks. I got Dak Prescott going up at five here. And okay. the reason for that is, how can he not? Look at the weapons around him. Short of the tight end position, he has Zeke Elliott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, who can see his better days coming, I think, and CeeDee Lamb. I like this combination. I think this this pales in this is better in comparison to most other combinations outside of maybe Tampa Bay, uh, He's going to turn around and find somebody to throw the ball to. Look for some growth from Blake Jarwin as well this year. Don't take that to the bank. I'm not saying draft him as your premium number one tight end. But uh, with the targets around Dak, and the, re the reason why they're going to be successful is that offensive line as well. The offensive line is pretty good. Yeah, you know, and, and Dak is Dak's here on my list, but Dak is not here yet. My next one is Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson is where he's at. I mean, you just described him. He's in my top five. He dipped a little bit, just like Mark Andrews, his tight end, did from last year to this year for me. But, you know, Lamar Jackson, still by the numbers, doing great things. And when you have a quarterback that can get you a few thousand yards passing and a thousand yards rushing, he's done that in back-to-back -back years. He's been incredible in that respect. And numbers-wise and yardage-wise, he's definitely going to help you out. Looking at Lamar Jackson and what he did last season, 2,757 passing yards, 
almost 184 passing yards a game, 26 touchdowns to nine interceptions, and as he would say, pretty good for a running back to have nine interceptions, single-digit interceptions for a guy who they consider a running back. And, you know, those quarterbacks out there that are traditional quarterbacks have plenty more interceptions. But we look at them last year and in two th- well, in 2019-2020, 3,127 passing yards, 1,206 rushing yards. Last season, 2,757 passing, 1,005 rushing. So like I said, back-to-back years of having at least 2,000 or more yards passing, 1,000 or more yards rushing, that translates to really, really, really good fantasy days for you. So I have Lamar Jackson at number five. Fittingly, I think he has to be in your top five. Number six. Well, number six for me is Russell Wilson. But just to jump back on that Lamar Jackson thing, I'm going to find a file. I'm going to find a show. I did a show three, four years ago before that 18 draft. And, you know, Lamar Jackson was one of the quarterbacks in that draft with Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield. And I am on record as saying that Lamar Jackson will not only be the best of the bunch he'll take his team further than the bunch so i'm gonna pull that and 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 it's dated but it's it's always interesting and that's why i save those things yeah. people are, oh yeah i bet you were good oh i bet you said that well if somebody pulls me onto the carpet i have documentation of it but yeah anyway neither here nor there russell wilson russell wilson's always a professional russell wilson's always going to get you the yardage you need russell wilson's a guy that Geez, if I was starting a franchise and I needed stability at quarterback for the next four or five years, I'm not looking to make a splash. I need stability at this point. He was a splash player in years past, but this is a guy who seems to always get it done, seems to always be a top 10 guy, doesn't appear to get hurt. Most everybody agrees with me as well on the pro level because nobody has him ranked lower than 11, only one person. Everyone else has him at seven or so. So I'm right on, right near that mark at six. I think when you consider the DK Metcalf weapons, the running back options they have there, I think when you consider Tyler Lockett and then Dwayne Eskridge, if he can get going here, Dwayne Eskridge is gonna have a fantastic year as well. So hopefully they'll be able to keep him upright and healthy but I got, uh, I got Russell Wilson here at number six. I have Russell Wilson at number six as well. And I just want to talk about yeah. the Cowboys. Oh, you want to talk about the Cowboys? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about Dak Prescott. So okay. we're actually talking about him a little bit here coming back off injury. Mike has him in your top five. Uh, I got I got him at number five for yeah. fantasy football ranking purposes. Yeah. I think with the weapons around him, he's just going to be uh, You think Elliott will have a year, though? It's going to boil down to that. And injuries, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, he's got to stay healthy. Tony Pollard behind him from Memphis isn't a bad guy. But they have arguably their best receiving core they've had in a long time. So. I hope Jimmy's money can work out. But he loves to be the puppet boy, you know. He's yeah. He's a puppet man. Puppet man. Yeah. He likes to run the show, but he's not really running very Are you, are you from Dallas? He's like Biden. Yeah. 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 I've been to, uh, when I went to Dallas a couple years ago, I went to a place called Heart 8, Heart 8 Barbecue. Yeah, okay. You've been there? You're no, I, I left uh, 30 years ago. I retired from Lockheed Martin over here, but I, I followed the, the Cowboys through the, the early ages, and then when Johnson came in and put a team together that he orchestrated basically from college, and it came all into fruition, and if Jones hadn't got his foot involved, then we'd be talking somebody different about how uh, maybe a legacy from Aikman going four straight, but 
You got to send a thank you card to well, Herschel yeah. Walker. Well, good job. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thank you. All appreciate right. thank it. You. So, and that that answers a question of Cowboys and Steelers fans all over the country. We talked about it coming in, Hooters. Obviously, they're here. I'll talk about Dak soon, but my number six is your number six, Russell Wilson. Russ the bus. You cannot, cannot overlook Russell Wilson, and people do. People overlook him all the time. But, you know, when it comes to consistency at quarterback, thank goodness, and health, you know, Russell Wilson has been there, and he's been somebody that you've been able to rely on for years, and... Russell Wilson, to me, has got to be in your top six. He's definitely got to be a part of your conversation. Numbers-wise, last season, Russell Wilson was 4,212 yards, almost two, around 263 yards per game, 40 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Russ the bus is number six. I mean, he's got D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, you mentioned it. Chris Carson, hopefully healthy, bringing in some more guys in the backfield to help that stable. I think that Seattle's going to be okay. And this season, hopefully, they can get their 12th man back, which will mean a lot to them. Number seven for you, Mike. Well, you mentioned him earlier. Now, it's, you know, it's uh, Rodgers in Green Bay. I mean, he's got his brother on the team now, Amari Rodgers. So, look for Rodgers. No, he's not really his brother. But, you know, Devontae Adams is a premier wide receiver. Yeah. He always seems to be there. There is a tremendous drop-off after him, though, and 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 – that's not a stab at the other players around him. Yeah. I personally met Alan Lazard a couple times, really nice guy. Um, and, and that was before he was a Packer. That was when Jacksonville was kicking him out the door for nothing in return. Yeah. So this is, a, this is a guy that, well, Aaron Rodgers really likes Alan Lazard. And if Aaron Rodgers likes you, you're going to get the ball. So that's where yeah. Alan Lazard's going to step up as a number two. Valdez Scanling has had his opportunity at the number two, and he hasn't been able to do anything with it. I think Robert Tanyan's been climbing up the tight end board as of recently. You were pointing out before the show about where he ranked last year. Yeah, numbers-wise, yeah. It's surprising. I haven't even seen A.J. Dillon start to play, and I'm excited for that. And then Aaron Jones, of course. So Aaron Rodgers has everything built around him to be successful, and he's a veteran quarterback. He's veteran savvy. My only thing for the past couple months was, was he going to host Jeopardy or quarterback the the, the, the Packers? And <laughs> yeah. luckily for us, he's chosen to stay with the Packers for now. Aaron Rodgers, as I had mentioned, at four, and you had him at seven. Here's almost a perfect flip-flop. You had mentioned Dak at five. Dak is my seven. Dak Prescott coming off of an injury, finally getting paid, them not putting him in this situation to have him be the – you know, franchise tag every year, let's see what we could do with him type of thing. Dak Prescott is an up-and-coming guy. He's in kind of like the Kyler Murray world for me. He's got a lot of weapons. He's got a lot of talent. He dipped a little bit as a sophomore, but I believe that of quarterbacks coming back that we didn't get to see last year, really, to uh, if you're going to put your chips in Dak Prescott – he, he is your starter. He can be your starter. If, if you wait on a quarterback and Mahomes and Allen and Murray and Rodgers and Jackson and Wilson are gone, you know, there's other guys out there, but Dak is, is a guy who I really think is going to be able to help you out. He could be a 40-touchdown machine this year, so I think that, God willing, health is good. We get Dak back, and I think it's not just good for the Cowboys. I think it's good for the NFL. Number eight. Number eight, I got Justin Herbert, and I even surprised myself with this projection because I look for him to take a step back in his sensation from his sensational freshman campaign in his sophomore year. Here, yeah. I think the pressure wasn't on him last year, 
and the pressure's on him this year. I think nobody expected anything from him. Heck, he didn't even expect to start until 10 minutes before the first game. So yeah. this is a guy who I can He took see. a stab at it? Yeah, he was just like, well, this is what I've been training to do. Yeah. I'm talking about the Tyrod thing. Nice. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, that's funny stuff right there. I mean, because, I mean, for Tyrod, for goodness sakes, I mean, the Buffalo guy, and they bring him to the Chargers, and this weird, like, needle thing goes on. And, you know, God bless to you, Tyrod, because it was very unfair. We thought Justin Herbert was going to play, but, like, week seven, week nine, not like, hi, welcome to the <laughs> NFL. So. Keenan Allen's a big target for him, always yep. has been. If he can stay healthy, that's going to hold best for Justin. Also, Mike Williams, you throw him in the mix. And I like Josh Palmer, the new rookie here. So I think okay. Austin Eckler, all he does is catch the ball out of the backfield. And don't forget about our guy, Donald Parham. I think he's going to take a giant step forward here, especially with uh, Jared Cook in front of him. I think Jared Cook's, what, 154 years old? Yeah, yeah. Just had his 154th birthday a couple days ago, I believe. So Justin Herbert, number eight on my list. Donald Parham Jr., I watched with the Dallas Renegades of the XFL, and I love that you're high on him because I'm, I'm high on him. He was one of the guys, like I had a list of, there's like, you know, four or five guys that you really thought, okay, when the XFL ended, these guys have got to get jobs. He was one of them, and I'm so happy he got it. P.J. Walker, my guy from Temple who went off to Carolina to uh, play quarterback for a little bit and back up Teddy Bridgewater last year. Uh, Jordan Tayamu, who has been over with the Patriots recently, who played for the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks in the XFL, which was very cool as well. My number eight is right there with you. So my number eight is Justin Herbert because Dak jumped. So I'm with Justin right there in the same slot. I, like you, put him in the same space. I, like you, was surprised that I put him there. So he's coming off of his rookie season. He didn't do bad. You know, he's got weapons, as Mike talked about. He's got Austin Eckler, who's great for PPR. 4,336 yards, 289 yards a game passing. 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Justin Herbert, I didn't want to put him here because I didn't feel like the Chargers are ready. I don't know if he's, like, there yet. It's year number two. But statistically, you can't go against it. And when I looked at the other quarterbacks, I couldn't argue anybody above him outside of the seven guys I had. So Justin Herbert takes the spot that he takes because he's deserving of it, in my opinion, which brings us to number nine, which I'm confident people may be very surprised that I did this. What did you have for number nine? Well, I got to go with Tom Brady. I mean, I just take a look at all the weapons around him and the fact that they brought everybody back. The first team ever, I think, to bring back all 22 starters yeah. from a Super Bowl winning team. So Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Antonio Brown. Watch Antonio Brown surprise people this year. Tom Brady's a fan of Antonio Brown, just like he was of Randy Moss, just like Aaron Rodgers is of Alan Lazard. So watch this guy blossom back into what he once was. He's not going to pull a Le'Veon Bell. I think Le'Veon Bell's long gone from the league. But yeah. Antonio Brown, watch him have, a, watch him come out and have the best year out of all the wide receivers there. Then you throw in his old buddy Gronk that he always can depend on. Yeah. So it's almost like when you grow up down the street from a kid and you're playing that backyard football and you and that one kid always have that chemistry and you can just look at each other and you know the route you're running, you know, and you're you're doing your thing. Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. I mean, they just got a well-rounded offense and the defense is something else. I mean, for that, the ability for them to get after 
the quarterback in the Super Bowl, Pat Mahomes, for them to chase after him, yeah. again, win games and win championships in the NFL, you have to do two things. You have to protect your quarterback, and you have to attack the opposing quarterback, and that's what Tampa was able to do on both sides of the ball. That's why Tom Brady makes it in the top ten. And I do have to go on the record here. One of the people that I follow along with, there's like 15 of them, and I compare the rankings. One of them has him ranked as the number one quarterback this year. Now, I'm not going to go that far, but I will take a step back and think about that because last year was a COVID year. Yeah. They were illegally practicing in parks in the city of Tampa before they were getting kicked out. Give Tom Brady a year in this offense, what can't he do? So there is some legitimacy to ranking him in the top 10 just because you're giving him a full year in that system, and now he's familiar with these guys. Look out NFC. Look out Super Bowl. They could be coming right back. Well, I think it's funny that you said now he's familiar with the guys. When when he came in his first year, he won a Super Bowl with them. So to get a little bit more familiar with the people that you just won a championship with. Super Bowls will put you together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if you're that comfortable when you're uncomfortable or you're getting comfortable, then I can't imagine what you'll be comfortable. You talked about chemistry, and when somebody throws a ball, you know where they're going. That's us because I thought I'd surprise people. Apparently, I don't surprise Mike. I, at number nine, have Tom Brady. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And You've been to my site. <laughs> I've been to mine, too. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, 4,633 yards was only third. There's only two guys ahead of him last year, Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes in yards, total yards. Uh, had Tom Brady had almost 290 yards a game, 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions at 82 years old. And, I mean, really, at 44, 45, this man could be winning another Super Bowl. I think he wants 10 rings. I think it's we're way past my precious. And how could you not put him at number nine? Statistically, you know, I used to say that, you know, fantasy football-wise, he didn't really make as much sense because he wasn't high numbers. Maybe he's in the 20s but not in the 40s. Last year he was bailing my butt out when I picked him up. I had him and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's getting me 50. Brady's getting me 60. I got to sit Burrow because Brady's getting me too many. And between the two of them, 110, 120 points a game or a week, so Tom Brady has got to be number nine. In reality, he's fantastic. In reality, he is the GOAT. Yes, I have admitted that finally for you people out there that were playing the home game. And I put him at number nine, like Mike, because maybe you don't have him there, maybe you didn't think about this, but if you look at the numbers, it's there, it's proven, it's set. And like you talked about with chemistry, I didn't see your list. You didn't see my list. I haven't looked at your list. You're announcing it while I'm announcing it. And I thought I would shock an awesome people, but not my trusty wide receiver that I throw to every day. Number 10. Number 10, I surprised myself a little bit, but then when I looked back again over the stats and thought back over the previous year, Ryan Tannehill, this, is, this makes all the sense in the world, especially now that Julio Jones is in the mix. That takes the pressure off A.J. Brown. Who's your number one corner going to cover? Julio Jones or A.J. Brown? you right. got to make a difference because the other one's going to get the ball. The other one's more than likely going to go off on you for 100 yards. Yeah. Mix in a Josh Reynolds, uh, Derrick Henry. I mean, all you have is the number one rusher in the league there. How can you not work when they've got so many men creeping up to the box to stop Derrick Henry? Yeah. This is going to be a huge year for Ryan Tannehill if he and that offense can continue to take the next step. I like Ryan Tannehill at 10. Well, we haven't seen each other's list, yet we are now <laughs> just piggybacking off of each other. Ryan Tannehill made my top 10. I was surprised too. 
I feel like Mike knows my thoughts. I feel like <laughs> even not even who I pick, but who I'm what I'm going to say about him. Ryan Tannehill, I was surprised. Number 10, he made it. Why? Because Miami Dolphins, I mean, basically anything Adam Gase touched was the opposite of gold. And it didn't work out in Miami. He didn't use Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill had to stay healthy. When he was healthy, it didn't work out. Then he goes to Tennessee. He has a fantastic season. He's got Derrick Henry who has over 2,000 yards. And he's still, with all of the things that, that you have when you have a guy like Derrick Henry, he's still throwing to Corey Davis. He's still throwing to A.J. Brown. He's still putting these guys in great statistical situations when you have a 2,000-yard back. Says a lot about Ryan Tannehill. He brings in Julio Jones. He has A.J. Brown back. He's got Derrick Henry back. The defense has gotten better. Tennessee's going to win the AFC South. Ryan Tannehill's number 10. Number 11, my good sir. This is where I'm taking a big leap of faith here. I'm stepping out. I'm going with Jalen Hurts from Philadelphia. Okay. I think with Devonta Smith, if he can stay healthy, he hasn't he hasn't had a healthy camp so far. If Jalen Rager can continue to make strides, and you take a look at some of the guys that have been showing out last year, it was Greg Ward and Travis Fulgham, and now watch out for Quez Watkins. He's been having an excellent camp so far. They didn't think Zach Ertz was going to be back. I still don't think he's back. I think he's back, but I think he's going to be traded soon. Dallas Goddard, of course, as well. Miles Sanders, can he stay healthy? Well, hopefully he can because they're going to mix up some of those touches he'd be getting with Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. And they just drafted Kenneth Gainwell as well. So you take a look at what's around Jalen Hurts. You, yeah. you take a look at the way he plays. He can move the pocket. He can scramble. He can run. And he can throw it deep. That's why I got Jalen Hurts at 11. So Mike and I, to make sure that we get everything in here in the two hours live from iDrive, in Hooters, 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. This is Florida in Focus kickoff week for the college football and NFL seasons. This is your fantasy football primer. We have our draft tonight. We're giving our rankings right now on a Wednesday because Mike is with me every Wednesday anyways for the fantasy football power hour. And so very excited to be here at Hooters. So we'll run our other lists a little bit quicker to make sure we get everything in the two hours. But I'm going to give you my number 11. And this is another surprise to me as well, Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan's got a couple more seasons in the tank. He's got maybe two to three seasons left, let's say. But if I'm Matty Ryan, if I'm Matty Ice, I'm looking at this going, I lost Julio. But I got Kelvin Ridley. I got Kyle Pitts. I got Russell Gage on the come up. I got Mike Davis from Carolina who filled in well when Christian McCaffrey went down. I'm in good shape. So I got Matt Ryan here because I think Gage is going to get some numbers. I think he's going to be a nice third guy, a nice sleeper. I really think Kyle Pitts is going to have receiver numbers. And Calvin Ridley, if, if, if Pitts can command some people in his direction like Julio did, then Ridley is going to shine like he has for three years. So I got Matt Ryan at number 11. Number 12, sir. Number 12, Matt Stafford. This is a guy who's so happy to be out of Detroit. He, every time I turned around, it looked like Detroit was heading in the right direction. And then it just fell apart somewhere, the running game, the defense. So I think Matt Stafford taking that leap over to – uh, Los Angeles, that's going to pay off dividends. Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, and then you mix in the speedster, Daryl Henderson. You know, everybody's, oh, Cam Akers isn't there. Cam Akers isn't there. They may not need him with Daryl Henderson and Xavier Jones. Raymond Cali has looked excellent on returns, and they got a big, powerful back in Jake Funk late in the draft this past year. So they're going to mix it up some at running back, but that's okay because the offense is in great hands with Matt Stafford at 12. 
Yeah, you know, and I exactly at 12 have Matt Stafford as well. I have him there because arguably I think he's going to be in his best situation he may have been in in a very long time. Obviously, Megatron was the best of the best, but and I still want to see Megatron, Stafford, and Barry Sanders on a team together in like a perfect world because <laughs> that would be really cool to see. But Matt Stafford getting Cooper Cup, getting Robert Woods, getting Tyler Higby plus Daryl Henderson, plus Cam Akers, as you had mentioned, put it all together. I think that he may arguably, in this point of his career, with a couple seasons left, two, three seasons left, that he could be in the best situation he's ever been in. I think statistically it's going to work out. I think realistically this team is going to be really good. As, like They're going to really rise up in the NFC West, or they're going to just like have Matt Stafford looking up at the Jumbotron shaking his head, and they're going to be three wins. It's one or the other. But I think statistically, he's in a good place to make some hay this year. So he is my number 12, number 13. Number 13, I'm going with Joe Burrow. What did they do after he got injured? Well, they did what they could do to hold down the fort until this year. Oh, and they drafted Jamar Chase, his old college buddy, who they were ecstatic to be connected together again. So I look for Jamar Chase to have an awesome year. Tyler Boyd, I think, is going to suffer a little bit because of this, but T. Higgins stepped up in a big way last year. Joe Mixon, if he can stay healthy, that's going to bode well as well. But I got Joe Burrow confident after the injury here at 13. My number 13, Baker Mayfield out of Cleveland. Baker is dealing with the change at wide receiver, uh, I mean, and it's not even necessarily change in personnel. It's Odell isn't what he used to be. Jarvis, eh, we don't know. And the other guys, no names, Rashard Higgins tried to do some things last year. I like Baker because he's surrounded by talent, but Baker's not my number one quarterback. If I'm drafting Baker, he's my backup at this point. I'm going to put him at 13 because I think he should be a little bit higher than others, but... He's one of the guys that I'm hoping I don't have to draft to rely on. But he's my 13. Number 14. Number 14 is going to shock some people. It's Trevor Lawrence. I think you look around at the weapons that he has, DJ Jark and Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones has played in a Daryl Bevel offense before, and Daryl helped him before in Detroit become a be, become a star, essentially. I think LaVisca Chenault is like a Swiss Army knife. I think they're going to use him all over the place. Oh, and then you mix in that Trevor Lawrence has his pocket man, Travis Etienne. That's the nice dump out for him as well. So that's going to take over where most teams would utilize an H-back or a tight end. That's going to be the Travis Etienne role because they have an awesome rusher came out of nowhere last year in James Robinson so I look for Trevor Lawrence to take a big step up I got him at 14 now listen very carefully I want you to take him in the draft but I want you to take him late he's got an average draft position of the ninth round the sixth pick so come the ninth round if you want a backup quarterback and Trevor Lawrence is still there that's the guy to take I tell you this and I'm not a big fan of backup quarterbacks but he's gonna step right into where your number one stepped out if your number one gets hurt and 33% of the quarterbacks in this league go down every year and miss some time. So put that guy in your pocket for later use. Trevor Lawrence, number 14. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence made my list, but not yet. My number 14 is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins out of Minnesota, by the numbers, is better than what people think. And I think that, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of forget this guy but last season, 4,265 yards, 200, just shy of two, just about 267 yards a game passing. 
35 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. He has Adam Thielen, and he has a giant come up. And what a rookie season for Justin Jefferson, over 1,000 yards receiving. So Kirk Cousins has got to be my number 14 because I don't care if you like him or not. I don't care if it's a household name or not. I don't care if he's somebody that gets you all excited. At the end of the day, do you want to win or do you want to lose? So Kirk Cousins is my number 14. 15. Yeah, I got to go with Matty Ice. I got to go with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan seems to have everything coming together for him, and then things they can't get the running game going here in the past couple years, and that's a shame. Oh, and Julio Jones is gone now, too. But what did they do? They brought in Kyle Pitts, who some people are taking in the first round of fantasy drafts. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm going to tell you the average draft position where to take those guys. But what yeah. I am telling you is that Matty Ice is a guy who can take advantage of the tools around him. Calvin Ridley, look for Russell Gage to step up again this year. Look for Christian Blake. But also look at draft picks Antonio Nunn and Frank Darby but Kyle Pitts is going to be the man and everybody's going to say oh Hayden Hurst Hayden Hurst Hayden Hurst nothing I don't want him I've I've tested the waters in <laughs> leagues that I have dynasty leagues trying to give Hayden Hurst away and no one will take him and that only tells me that I'm absolutely going to be correct in this Hayden Hurst will end up with top 15 numbers because the number one or number two guy is going to cover uh, Pitts and Hayden Hurst they're going to run those two tight end set that 12 personnel and you watch Hayden Hurst is going to continue to have a good year as well. So late in the draft, you want to back up tight end. Hayden Hurst is the guy to take very late in the draft. But I got Matt Ryan looking really good this year. My number 15 is somebody that you mentioned recently, somebody that I mentioned, somebody that bailed me out last year before he got hurt, and that is Joe Burrow. I drafted him as a backup, as a rookie. Joe Burrow, not only did he have good numbers last year, put, give me like 50 points a week, 40 points a week, somewhere around there. Joe Burrow doing a phenomenal job. Like I said, the only reason why I was on my bench was Tom Brady was getting like a couple more points, but close. And Joe Burrow now getting Jamar Chase with him in Cincinnati. He's got Joe Mixon. He's got a great T. Higgins connection there where you get to see Alabama and Clemson on the same team, which is awesome. And so, oh, pardon me, LSU and Clemson on the same team. So, love seeing that. People people at LSU are like, oh, my God, you said Alabama. But uh, I'm sorry. I know I'm in SEC country in Gatortown. But the reality of it all is Joe Burrow has starters numbers. And as you said with Trevor Lawrence, if somebody goes down and he could step in, I'm not against Joe Burrow being your starting guy. If you really want to wait to take your quarterback and this is the guy you take, you could do a billion times worse. And I think – that there's upside here with this man. This is only year number two, and technically it's year one and a half because he's only played part of his rookie season. Number 16. Well, number 16 is the Mendoza line. That's halfway through, basically, and it used to be Andy Dalton for me, year in, year out, week in, week out. You can always count on Andy Dalton being on the waiver wire. He's going to be an average quarterback, putting up average numbers. Yeah. That's where I got Kirk Cousins, and that's not always a bad thing. But take a look at the weapons around him, and you can see that he can back up your number one quarterback. Take a look at Justin Jefferson, who's going to be off the charts this year. I've seen him as high as the number three wide receiver this year. They still have Adam Thielen in the fold. Stephon Diggs, of course, is gone. But I need Irv Smith Jr. to step up big here. This is a big year for him, a contract year. And Dalvin Cook needs to stay healthy. If all those things can happen, yeah, Kirk Cousins is going to be at least the lowest, the number 16 quarterback. Yeah, my number 16 is Big Ben because the bell has rung. It has told. We don't know when it's going to happen. He's before Aaron Rodgers he thought about retiring, and is he going to come back, and what's he going to do? Now, we know that if you get a team quarterback situation, 
like you get in all the wake-up call leagues, including the Florida League that will draft here at Hooters tonight, August 18th at 7 p.m. Come out and see us on 8801 International Drive here hanging out with year number 11, which is how Mike and I met. This year for Big Ben and the team quarterback, if you have the team quarterback, you don't want to draft Pittsburgh. Because if Big Ben goes down, which I'm kind of concerned because he has in recent history, Mason Rudolph, Josh Dobbs, Dwayne Haskins, I don't feel good about it. None of it. But if Big Ben stays healthy, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, and about 37 running backs. So I like Big Ben at 16. If he's healthy, he can put up the numbers. But unlike Aaron Rodgers, who would fall down a list, Aaron went up my list, Ben went down. Aaron went to four, Ben went to 16. Number 17. Number 17 is Tua Tungla Viola. I think he's going to have a step out, step up here. A lot of people are down on him. A lot of people think he sucks and he's not going to stop it already. He's got Will Fuller. Every time the guy suits up, he scores a touchdown. Devontae Parker still in the fold. Albert Wilson can stretch the field. And they bring his buddy, his old college friend, who I think was the best wide receiver in the draft, in Jalen Waddle onto the team. Now, they're going to mix it up at running back a little bit with Malcolm Brown, Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed, like we saw last year. Yeah. I think Tua's going to have an excellent year this year. I think Tua can be your backup as well. I got him at 17. You got Tua at 17. I'm close with that. I have Trevor Lawrence at 17. So, Trevor Lawrence, and yes, you see me wear this very fancy hat. I have many a Jaguar hat, but I forgot that I had the one that had the logo on both sides. I was going through all my stuff, and I went, logo. Logo, logo, trifecta. How about this? This is your split back situation. Here's James. Here's Travis Etienne this season, and I'm very excited. So we'll talk about that after the break. But Trevor Lawrence got to be number 17 for me. He makes my list because I believe he'll step in right away. He's lost four games in seven years from high school to college, and he is an incredible, incredible player. He's also the uh, most attractive Hanson brother from what I was told from, I think, Entertainment Weekly or whatever it may be. So a big shout-out to Trevor Lawrence. Thank you for what's to come because I'm excited. Number 18. Number 18, I'm going to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Harvard man, the smart guy, the guy that can air it out, the guy that can – catch you up if you're behind in the game. The thing is, is Washington has a pretty solid defense. So this is an interesting matchup here with Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing at Terry McLaurin, Adam Humphreys, and Curtis Samuel. People are down on Curtis Samuel going over there. I don't know how you could be down on Curtis Samuel. All he ever does is put up numbers. Oh, and then you mix in Diami Brown into the mix. Look out. They got a they got a, a tight end now and Tom and uh, Logan Thomas and they just drafted John Bates as well. But Antonio Gibson is the bread and butter of this team. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to run the ball. And J.D. McKissick is going to slip out. He used to be the PPR wizard from Washington that you could count on, but not so much because a healthy Antonio Gates. They got some other guys to mix in there as well. And Jared Patterson, look for him to get some time on the field. But I don't see how you can go against Ryan Fitzpatrick as a bye week fill-in or your backup. Yeah, and it's funny because we're one off at this point. So we start there, we kind of go to a couple different places, and we end up back right there together again. You had Tua Tungavaloa at 17, I have him at 18. So the Miami Dolphins quarterback, uh, Jalen Waddle coming in, like you said, that relationship that he has. Uh, Devontae Parker's on his last leg. Mike Gusecki is a good tight end. If Tua stays healthy, I love Tua. I love his story. I love what he has to offer. I think he's good for Miami. 
and I'm excited to see what he's going to do. So I put him at 18. He's a backup on your team, but he's still good, serviceable. I don't even want to say he's serviceable. I think he's got an incredible upside, and the only concern I have is just him staying healthy. Number 19. Number 19, I'm going with Derek Carr. I think he's got the, I think he's got the, the right coach for him in Gruden. But more importantly, he's got a speedster in Henry Ruggs who hasn't been able to show us what he can do yet. That worries me, but I'm going to continue to put my faith in Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, if he can stay on the field, and Hunter Renfro as well. We talked about Hunter Renfro in years past here. Josh Jacobs is the guy that surprises everybody. And who can forget what Kenyon Drake did just a couple short years ago in Arizona. So there's definitely weapons around him. Darren Waller is the guy you want. He's definitely a top three tight end, and this is going to continue to make Derek Carr's job easy if he can continue to find Darren Waller. That's how this offense is going to run. That's how Derek Carr is going to be your backup quarterback on your fantasy team at 19. And it's funny you said Derek Carr because I just clicked on him by accident. My number 19 is, again, one off from you, Fitz Magic. I didn't know if I was going to put him in my top 20, and everything that you have done, I have done in a way. So either Mike and I are both crazy or we're both smart. <laughs> We'd like to think that after all these years of fantasy football and uh, me having three championships in the last few years, that I think the hardware states itself and Mike having a bust in the Fantasy Hall of Fame. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, number 19 for me. On a new team, doesn't matter. He's played with about half the NFL at this point. And getting Terry McLaurin is great. And, I mean, he's, he is. He's old man river. He's father time. He's Paul Bunyan. He's got a beard like Mike, and he's, you know, just as good of a passer as Mike Sofka, too. So that says a lot about you. <laughs> but Fitz is, he's good. And, you know, this is an Ivy League mind who, you know, and, and they say it's a mental game. That mind is definitely working in his favor. His talent's working in his favor. And he's somebody that Ron Rivera and company trust. And I like what he can do, and I, I, I think that definitely Ryan Fitzpatrick, you could do far worse in your second option at quarterback. Number 20. Number 20, I'm going with Big Ben. I'm going with Big Ben, even though he's going to be under center more, and even though he doesn't have the weapons that he had before. You could argue he's got more dynamic weapons now, but these are a lot of young, untested weapons. And up-to-the-date news here, Chase Claypool got injured at practice yesterday. They said he avoided a catastrophic injury, but he's having an MRI today. So as we speak, we don't know the status of Chase Claypool. But neither here nor there, when you combine that with the you know, Smith-Schuster, you got Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson. Uh, they just drafted Pat Fryermuth to go with Eric Ebron and Najee Harris. So no matter how bad their offensive line woes are, even though they may be back to the right track, I can't count on Big Ben to put up huge numbers, like top 10 numbers, but he is worthy of a spot at number 20. Yeah, you know, and, and my number 20, we really, in all honesty, covered the same 20 guys. And like I said, in the middle, it changed a little bit. Top was similar, bottom was similar. My number 20 that rounds it out is Jalen Hurts. He's got a lot of questions for me. That's why he makes number 20, but dynamic is what he is. And so I'm excited to see what he can do. And that's why he makes my list to round it out at number 20. But outside of that, you know, I think, I think the biggest question mark quarterbacks, Daniel Jones of the Giants, uh, Zach Wilson, rookie of the Jets. Carson Wentz, if he can stay healthy, God willing, of the Colts. Uh, Phillip Rivers, is he coming back? That's another one with the Colts. Deshaun Watson, the big questions off the field. 
uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, where San Fran goes. Jameis or Taysom Hill, where New Orleans goes. Those are probably areas to stay away from for now, especially in your draft. Sam Darnold in Carolina, a lot is contingent on him. Andy Dalton and Justin Fields in Chicago. Those are my question mark guys and question mark situations. With that being said, Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is live from iDrive. We're hanging out here at Hooters right here on 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. This is Florida in Focus Week as Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is live from our second home of the great Sunshine State. Here with Mike Sofka, talking fantasy football. We will be back right after this fast break with plenty coming up. And like I said, we'll run through these lists a little bit quicker to make sure that you get everything in your two hours. Running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends coming up next. Mike and I will try and find 20 tight ends to talk about. Maybe we'll stop at 4. Maybe that's how we hit 1 o'clock on time. We'll be back right after this. Stay with us. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or iced milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, Carvelanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Cafe Cabal offers same-day local delivery of our products, offering no delivery charge for Onondaga County. Shop CafeCabal.com for fresh roasted coffee beans, cold brew, travel mugs, and all your essential Cafe Cabal needs. Cafe Cabal, coffee for the soul. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315 315- 487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. And a welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on site, on location, live from iDrive here at Hooters, Orlando, 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. Here with Mike Sofka on our 
Wednesday broadcast midweek here as we get ready for our fantasy draft that's going to happen tonight at 7 p.m. right here on site in the same place Hooters I Drive. We are getting you set with our rankings. We did our quarterback side of things. It's now time to get into fantasy running backs. Mike, in order for us to run this a little bit quicker here, we're going to go 1 through 5, 6 through 10, 11 through 15, and then 16 through 20. So I'll let you start off with your top five running backs. Yeah, number one's easy. you got to go Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I'm not telling you anything new. I'm not telling you anything anybody doesn't know already. Christian McCaffrey is the number one running back, whether you're PPR or not. He's going to get get you the yardage. Yes, they did draft Chuba Hubbard, but, you know, they, they have a great team all the way around. Wide receiver, you know, quarterback, I believe in, in Darnold. So I think Christian McCaffrey's going to have a great year. Dalvin Cook, if he can stay healthy, he's deserving of being number one. But Dalvin Cook's had problems staying healthy. Well, Mike, Christian McCaffrey's coming off an injury. Well, yeah, but Dalvin Cook has a history of injuries, so that's the only bad thing I can say about Dalvin Cook. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to run the ball. He's going to get most, if not all, the touches in Minnesota. And then Alvin Kamara. Again, how can you have talk top three running backs and not talk Alvin Kamara? This is a guy who's going to catch the ball. He's going to run the ball. My only thing is, is who's the quarterback? And that could bode well for Alvin Kamara. Maybe there's going to be a lot more Kamara than there is at, at quarterback. Maybe we're going to see a lot less James, James Winston or Taysom Hill. And then you look at Derrick Henry. Well, Mike, why don't you have Derrick Henry number one? He's one of the top backs. Yeah, but he doesn't catch the ball as many times as Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara. So that's the only reason for the downgrade there. But Derrick Henry's more than capable of being your number one running back. And, of course, Zeke Elliott. I think if Zeke can do what he knows how to do and the offensive line can keep him upright, I don't see how Zeke doesn't have a great year. People have been docking down on Zeke. I'm not one of them. He's, he's, he rounds out my top five. Yeah, you know, my top five, taking a look at this, and, and mine's going to be different here. Now, my number one is different, but after that, similar. My number one is Derrick Henry. Now, Christian McCaffrey's coming off of an injury. I know that Christian McCaffrey, listen, he's been grandfathered in, right? For the last two years, people have thought, they thought going into last season, he was the un, you know undeniable number one overall fantasy player, not just running back. The year, you know, so he gets that from the year before, and then he's out due to the ACL, and then they think, you know, then we're coming back saying he's number one again. Now, I'm concerned because of the injury that he had. Some guys come back and they're better. Some guys come back and they're never the same. Some guys come back and it takes a little bit of time. He's got a new quarterback. He, you know, he's, and, and obviously, I mean, with Matt Rule being in Carolina, he's had time with him, but not a ton on the field because he's been hurt. So, it, you know, Matt Rule is relatively new to him in on-the-field play as your head coach. And I think I said quarterback, man, head coach. Sam Darnold being a new quarterback for you, this is going to be a work in progress. Christian McCaffrey is good. He's good for PPR. He is a weapon. I'm just concerned about his overall health. So, Derrick Henry gets my number one coming off of a 2,000-yard season, an incredible season for Derrick Henry, 2,027 yards, followed by Delvin Cook, then Alvin Kamara, then Christian McCaffrey, and then my guy coming off of his rookie season, Jonathan Taylor, 1,169 yards, 11 touchdowns on the season. So Christian's in my top four, but I think Henry being healthy, doing what he's done. Delvin stayed healthy last year for the most part. I mean, he stayed well. Alvin Kamara, I don't like the quarterback situation, but I, I still think, I mean, obviously he put up numbers last year. And Christian McCaffrey, 
gets in that top four. Jonathan Taylor makes it number five. It's not that I don't respect Christian. I just put three guys ahead of him that actually played last season. So that's where I'm at. Six through ten, what do you got? Well, six through ten, you got to start with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, you know, him having Rodgers as a quarterback is a great thing, and they're going to balance each other out. So he's definitely going to be a top ten. Well, Mike, what about, you know, they just drafted Kylan Hill and, and – and A.J. Dillon, we, I'm not worried about any of that. Aaron Jones is going to be the, the man there. Now, they're going to manage his load. They want to make sure he doesn't get hurt. But gone is Jamal Williams, so somebody else is going to have to step up. But Aaron Jones' numbers are going to be fine. Austin Eckler is a guy who I have at number seven who can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he can help Justin Herbert move that offense. They have some great receivers there, so that's going to keep everybody in balance. Saquon Barkley, I think he's going to be fully back by week one. People are still question and that we'll see it might be to week three maybe even week five but I'm confident in week one and I think we're going to see some of the Saquon of old that's why he's number eight and not number one because he's coming off the injury but I can confidently say he's number eight and then you go with Taylor from Indianapolis the Colts running back this is a guy who showed up at the right place Jonathan Taylor did at the right time now they have a change in quarterback there, Carson Wentz. Yes, he'll be healthy by week one. And Frank Wright knows how to use that running back in that offense from his days with Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. And then to round out the top 10 here, Joe Mixon. He's going to be the workhorse. He's going to be the three down back. He's going to be the guy that gets all the touches. Now I know they have some other guys that they can connect with, but the wide receiver group there is tremendous and Joe Burrow can stretch the ball. He can get the ball down the field to those wide receivers. That's going to open things up for Joe Mixon. Yeah, my 6 through 10, Aaron Jones, same as you, out of Green Bay. I just signed a new contract, put himself in a good position. Number 7, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb and what he has been able to do. I was trying to figure out where to put Nick Chubb in this 1067 yards rushing last season. Mind you, he has Kareem Hunt there and he still Got over 1,000 yards. He's the main guy through the tackles and whatnot. Averages 5.6 yards a carry. Had 12 touchdowns last season and ran the ball almost 200 times, 190 times. So Nick Chubb gets that. Ezekiel Elliott is my number eight. He makes it into my list. He had 979 yards last season, six rushing touchdowns, 4.6 yards a carry, or four yards a carry, pardon me. Very close to 1,000 yard back, even though we've been concerned about can he play all the way through? And now there being a 17th game, but I think he's got to be your number eight. Number nine, Austin Eckler. I didn't know where to put Austin Eckler because I don't love his rushing numbers. But in a PPR league, which we have, we kind of have the hybrid of a standard PPR league with the wake-up call fantasy leagues here in Florida and in Central New York. And so there is a balance. Austin Eckler provides the balance. Justin Herbert, he's the check-down guy for him. And if I'm Justin Herbert and I'm going into year number two and I had a great first year and I got a guy like that that I can check down to, I'm in good shape. So he goes in number nine. And number ten, this was hard for me. There's some guys that I really like and I feel like people don't necessarily respect, and I think statistically you should, but I know he's coming off of an injured year, but I put him in my top ten. He's young in his career. If he can stay healthy, they improve the offensive line. There's wide receivers whose names you actually know, like Kenny Galladay. So I think Daniel Jones will be in a better place now with Saquon. And so Saquon made my top 10. He's got to make my top 10 because I just, I think he can have top five numbers, but it's about staying healthy. So he's going to make my top 10, but, you know, last year going into the year, he was number two. 
See, that's, that's something you say that because Daniel Jones, I think, has the opposite effect in my mind's eye, and he's going to make Saquon better because he's going to have to rely on Saquon more because I don't think they're going to be able to count on Daniel Jones as much. You would think it's counterintuitive, but sometimes that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think what it comes – what I'm essentially saying is now that there's more protection and now that there's receivers out there, it takes the pressure off of just stacking the box and saying they only have Saquon. So hopefully – That'll work out in his favor. But, again, he's in my top ten. I want to put him so much higher, but I'm not sold completely on Daniel Jones. I'm not sold on anything offensively. It looks better on paper, but if Saquon can stay healthy, this man should have 1,000 yards a season, so he's got to be number 10, 11 to 15. Yeah, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb just just got that big contract. Nick Chubb is going to have no problem delivering on that, on that contract. I think uh, – Baker is going to have an outstanding year. Hopefully Odell and Jarvis Landry and everybody can stay healthy and hopefully he can continue to progress and, and go. The only the only question is, is how many touches is Kareem Hunt going to have? Yeah. Well, I think the Browns told you how many he's going to have when they signed <laughs> Nick Chubb again. So, they, <laughs> yeah. yes, they're, they're blessed to have two talented running backs, but he's going to be a change of pace guy. He's going to be a guy that can fill in and give Nick Chubb a breather, but I don't think he's going to impede on any of his numbers. Antonio Gibson's who I have at 12. I think Antonio Gibson more than deserves to be at this spot, especially because he can catch the ball. Now, they're going to give J.D. McKissick his fair share of those touches, uh, you know, those targets out of the backfield, but Antonio Gibson's perfectly capable of being a three-down back for them, and they like that. DeAndre Swift, number 13, he better get it done. They brought Jamar Jefferson in, and, you know, they're going to rely on him more. Jared Goff is not Matt Stafford, but I, I don't. I can't speak as highly as their, for their receivers there as well either. So yeah. I think DeAndre Swift is going to get his fair share of touches. Hopefully he can stay healthy as well. Clyde edwards is who I have at 14, with that offense and those weapons and that quarterback and Pat Mahomes, how can you not have this guy somewhere in the top 15? I've seen him ranked as high as 11. I've seen him as low as 20. So I got him at 14. That's pretty much right there on the mark. And Najee Harris, I think just because he's the guy, but that's why they drafted him. He could be the guy. My only questions are the Pittsburgh offensive line. I think they're hoping that's going to improve. Ben's going to be under center a little more. We'll see how that bodes for Najee Harris, but look for Najee Harris to be a every down back, a three down back, and look for them to get every mile out of him that they can as a rookie. Yeah, my number 11, you know, I, I got to I gotta go with, you know, really – Somebody who, again, I don't think people give enough respect to. He had over 1,000 yards last season, 1,065. He had 12 touchdowns. Yeah, he only averaged 3.9 yards a carry, so he's got to get better there. He played in 15 games as Josh Jacobs from Las Vegas. So, so weird to say that Vegas has a team. But anyways, <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders, i got to give it up to Josh Jacobs at number 11 for me. If people pass on him, I'm okay with that. Antonio Gibson out of Washington, another guy from Memphis. Every single year they're churning out Memphis running backs. Mike Norvell, great for doing that. And mind you, he's with FSU now, so pay attention, Florida State people, Florida and Focus, Tallahassee. So, And I know I just said Florida State and Farron's walking by with the Florida Gators. So he threw up a little bit in his mouth, but he's okay. So Antonio Gibson, to uh, take a look at Antonio Gibson's numbers last year, you know, 795 yards. He had 11 touchdowns as a rookie in 14 games, almost a touchdown a game. So Antonio Gibson's my number 12, which you had as well. Uh, Joe Mixon, I'm never as high as other people are, but I have him at number 13 out of Cincinnati. 
And uh, Joe Mixon's numbers, again, you know, somebody who's who's not bad on the numbers looks, you know, looks pretty good for you there. I like Joe Mixon. I got to go with Chris Carson at number 14 out of Seattle. My big thing with him is health. He's good at being a bunch of different things. He's multi-talented, multi-faceted for Russell Wilson, but he has to stay healthy. And I know that you can say that about anybody, but there's a certain list of guys that after you know two, three, four years, you're drafting, you're going, okay, is Chris Carson ever going to stay healthy? Is he going to be there the whole season? Why is Saquon higher, Dan, if Chris Carson and they both got injured? Because Saquon got injured once. Chris Carson you know, is somebody that we look to, and Mike and I always seem to say it. If he's healthy, then play him. But that if is something that's followed us more than one year. Uh, number 15, i got to go with Kareem Hunt. He made my top 15. He squeaked in there because him and Nick Chubb are a good one-two punch. Kareem last year, 841 yards, six rushing touchdowns, 4.2 yards carry, and he played in all 16 games in the regular season. So he makes my top 15, 16 through 20. Yeah, 16, I have uh, J.K. Dobbins. I think he's the every-down man now in Baltimore. My only question is, is Lamar Jackson going to take away his runs on that read option? But I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity for him. I think he's going to catch the ball some. I've seen him as high as 9, and I've seen him as low as 22. But I'm confident where I have him at 16 in PPR. Chris Carson, we just talked about him. This is a guy, if he can stay healthy, He'll be a top 20 back for you. <laughs> yeah. The challenge is that he's got some guys on his own team that can come in there and supplant him. He's, he's got to look over his shoulder at a DJ Dallas. He's got to look for a Travis Homer. And that's okay, because I think that's part of the mission, part of the plan to keep him healthy and keep him on the field. Knocks him down in consideration a little bit of where I've had him in the past. But at 17, I'm comfortable with Chris Carson there. David Montgomery is an interesting back. I think it could come down to who's the quarterback. Are they going to go with Justin Fields, who's looked great in preseason, or are they going to stick steadfast with Andy Dalton? Last news I heard, Andy Dalton was going to be the starter week one. We'll see what happens, and it'll be interesting to me to see how and if and when a change at quarterback affects David Montgomery's touches. Josh Jacobs at number 19. Josh Jacobs, I think, is one of the more underrated guys. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I've seen him as high as 15, as low as 20. I'm confident where I have him at 19. And Miles Sanders. This is a downgrade for me for Miles Sanders this year, but math is math in certain times, and this is one of them. I, I've seen him in the high teens to the yeah. low 20s. I've even seen him at 31 clue folks there's only 32 teams i'm not going to downgrade him that much i got him at number 20 miles sanders yeah see this is when you know the running backs you can really just start when you get to this bottom of the list just change and change and change and change and that's where i'm at 16 through 20 clyde edwards alaire makes it for kansas city i like him but they got a lot of weapons and when you got a tyreek hill that you can you know dink and dunk to throw that two-yard pass put him in the backfield direct snap it to him and the speed that he has, he takes away from a Clyde Edwards-Alaire a little bit. And obviously they can win without him. They won a Super Bowl without him. But out of LSU, he's the best option they've had at running back in a while. And so I have to put him in my top 20. And I put him above a few guys because he has – there's the hope, there's the upside, there's the opportunity in that explosive offense for him to get something done. And because Pat Mahomes can elude so many people to be able to just – drop it off to him if he's chasing him and he was able to just kind of toss it to him in motion that could help out same type of run away and toss in motion jk dobbins is my number 17 baltimore with his relationship with lamar jackson and then my number 18 is deandre swift i had him at 20 
moved him around. Mike Davis of Atlanta makes my number 19, the backup in Carolina to Christian McCaffrey, who's now in Atlanta. Mike Davis really showed that he could get it done. Mike's been all over the NFL. He's been in Seattle. He's been with San Fran. He's in Atlanta now. He was with Carolina. And then rounding out my top 20 is Miles Sanders. Again, stay healthy. Guy from Penn State, backed up Saquon Barkley. Can he stay healthy in the same division? He is talented, but there's a lot of guys behind him waiting to take his job in Philadelphia. There's four or five guys there. But I have honorable mention, and I want to mention these gentlemen because I couldn't put either one of these on a different line. They were like, my number 20, 21. I'll put them at 21 because 21 is my favorite number, and they come from my team. So number 21 on the same line for a tie, James Robinson, Travis Etienne Jr. I put them both there, and then I also have rookies Javante Williams out of Denver and Michael Carter out of the Jets, both from Carolina. Javante above Michael Carter because he's in a better situation. Not that Denver's better than most, but almost everybody's better than the Jets. Yes. (laughs) That used to be a a thing that I used to track all the time. Like, if I drafted a defense the following week, I was wondering who's playing the Jets because that's who I was going to pick up as I stream defenses. But, uh, you know, it's good to have guys like you're talking about that can – just be near that top 20. These are guys you want to steal at the end of your draft. My next five, if you would, I'm going to go with Hunt, Kareem Hunt, yeah. uh, Henderson from the Rams, ETN, like you said, Mike Davis, and Miles Gaskin. And let me sneak one more in there, a Chase Edmonds, because he's going to have every opportunity to fail. I don't think he's going to, though. So these are all guys that you could steal late in your draft because everybody's like, oh, well, they're not top 10, they're not top 12. That's okay. In the ninth round, when you're swapping, snatching these guys up, you're going to be in the championship game if you make good moves like that. Yeah, you know, and it's important for you to make these decisions and to be smart about it and kind of know, you know, what's going on. So I definitely appreciate what we're able to bring to you here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets that thing called life. We're going to take a step aside as we ran through our top 20 and change of the fantasy running backs for 2021. As we get set for our draft, we are live from iDrive here at Hooters on 88. 01 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. Wake up call with Dan Satoris, Florida and Focus Week. And Mike Sofka and I bringing you all of your fantasy football advice. And we're doing it ahead of the draft that we're doing tonight here. Same place right here at Hooters at 7 p.m. tonight, Wednesday, August 18th. We are celebrating our 10-year anniversary because we didn't get to do it last year and our 11-year anniversary because ain't nobody going to take anything from me in that case. So like Paulie D says, on Jersey Shore. I'm going to have the wing. Well, I, I'm saying a little bit different because I go to Hooters for wings. So I'm going to have the wings hold the COVID is what I will say. We'll take a step aside for a fast break here from Hooters. Wake up call with Dan Tortora. Plenty more coming up. We go to the receivers and the tight ends next. Can you name 10 tight ends in the NFL? I submit that you cannot. So get off of Tim Tebow's back. We'll be back right after this here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Check out Winning Fantasy Football, the group on Facebook and on YouTube. Check out Winning fantasy football. Daryl Henderson, I was so high on a couple years ago, and then you just talked about him, and Greg, our every week listener, whether he's fishing on vacation or wherever he's at, he said uh, Henderson's flying up the draft board. So there you go, Mike. If you're not two steps ahead, you're one step behind. I talked about this guy two years ago. So get on it, folks. And oh, where is he from? Memphis. Mike Norvell. Again, making it happen every single year. Shout out to Mike Norvell. We'll be back right after this fast break
In these unique times, there are those in our community that give us a sense of normalcy and positivity. Pizza Man on 50 Oswego Street in Baldwinsville has been here for you for over 35 years and is here now. Call 315-638-1234 or order online at pizzamanbville.com to bring those familiar tastes into your home. And remember to come see our monthly on-site broadcasts centered around the community and our Baldwinsville bees. Pizza Man in Baldwinsville. Any way you slice it, they are always here for you. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily, and we bring in local produce. We prepare to order in the kitchen. We hand bread our chicken. We hand spin our milkshakes. It's it's great food. It doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. It's different. We, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service. And so I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly... The impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. corporate purpose at Chick-fil-A is to glorify God by being faithful stewards of all that's entrusted to us and to positively influence all those who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. What became increasingly clear from our success in Cicero is that people love Chick-fil-A. And also I think we recognize that you know we had a great opportunity to grow the brand and grow our platform. I felt incredibly grateful when I was you know, selected to be a Chick-fil-A operator. I think what it's meant for me, what I've come to realize on a very deep level is that this is a calling for me. It's not a career. It's not a job. The Lord called me to be a Chick-fil-A operator and to use these restaurants to glorify Him and to positively influence other people. I'm blessed. I'm very blessed. Head to Chick-fil-A Clay on 3974 State Route 31 in Liverpool, New York.
Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, live from iDrive. We are on site, on location in Florida in Focus Week, bringing you college football and the NFL conversation, fantasy football today with Mr. Mike Sofka. You know he's with me every single Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. in our normal schedule. And with us being here at Hooters on 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida, they open right at 11 o'clock, so we changed our time for this week to be 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. so that we could be with you the moment the door opens. We open here, right here, as the microphone turns on, and we go live on Facebook.com backslash face, uh, Wake Up Call DT. Facebook.com backslash live now DT, as well as YouTube.com backslash wake up call DT. And of course, you're listening on MixLR.com backslash wake up call DT and on wake up call DT.com. Once the show goes live, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, MixLR, YouTube, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Podbean by searching wake up call with Dan Tortora or one word wake up call DT. With that being said, Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com and the Winning Fantasy Football Group on Facebook, which we both have there for you on Facebook for free. So those of you watching on Facebook, type in Winning Fantasy Football, click join. We'll bring you in to the party. Mike's wearing the right clothes, and Mike set me up too and gave me a little surprise today as we have our Winning Fantasy Football shirts. And we are happy to welcome you all to the group and do some really cool things all throughout the year with Winning Fantasy Football. Of course, the YouTube page that you can check out as well. It's time to get to our fantasy wide receivers as we're setting you up for your fantasy football season. And Mike and I are setting each other up for our draft tonight. So everybody that's in our draft that's known us for over a decade, I hope that you watch this after tonight. <laughs> so that's what I'll say. Uh, we're gonna go one. We're gonna do it by fives, like we did with running backs. So one through five, six through ten, eleven through fifteen, and sixteen through twenty. These are our rankings of the wide receivers in fantasy football for 2021-2022. Mike, one through five, take it away. Yeah. Be, before I do that, I just want to say, living in Florida is beautiful, and it's usually beautiful outside. It's very beautiful inside at Hooters today. I just gotta say that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump right into the wide receivers. Devontae Adams, how can I not have him ranked number one? There are a few people out there I follow along with that see how I'm doing on my rankings that don't have him number one, and that's okay because, well, the top three or four could all be number one on somebody's list, I'm sure. But Devontae Adams, he has that chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. They still have the dynamic running back, and there's a tremendous drop-off at wide receiver after Devontae Adams. That means he is the man. He's the guy that's going to get the targets. That's who you want. Tyreek Hill, fastest guy in the NFL. I'm sure that's not the case anymore. There's a couple other 429 guys out there, but we were on him five, six years ago. This is a guy who I like a lot. He drives that Kansas City offense to where all of a sudden you don't see him, then all of a sudden, boom, there's a 60-yard play. Boom, there's a 20-yard breakout play. There's a, there's a screen that they throw to him, wide receiver screen, and he catches it, and then the yak he has is incredible because he's so fast. Yeah. Number three, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs, number three. I think he's developed a great relationship with Josh Allen so far after one year. And I think Stefan Diggs is worthy of being the number three wide receiver for your fantasy team. I'm looking at Hopkins. Are you kidding me? That was the worst trade ever for the Houston Texans. How can you send DeAndre Hopkins? It, it was like the Jack and the Beanstalk story. Oh, but I got these <laughs> beans. 
Yeah, no. DeAndre Hopkins, that's a better situation for him in Arizona right now. DeAndre Hopkins, number four on my list. And then the departure of Julio Jones brings Calvin Ridley right up to the top. As a rookie, he was able to step up immediately and get a lot of touchdowns. Jones was getting all the yards, but Ridley was getting all the touchdowns. Now Ridley's the man, and I think he's going to be capable of that. However, he is going to lose some targets to the new Kyle Pitts who's just come in. So I think that he's got a dynamic situation there. I think he's worthy of being the number one wide receiver on your fantasy team. Yeah, your your top five is, is right there with my thoughts for the most part. Some are in the same spot. Some are a little bit different. My number one is part of the one of the most lopsided traded, trades in all of the NFL history. Maybe all of sports, probably all of sports history. There are very few sure things in life. As I found out as a single man in relationships. Professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Professional wrestling. <laughs> there's no sure things when you're, when you're dating. So I will tell you that much. So professional wrestling and dating, it's all fake. But besides that, I love you wrestling. I'm joking. But, it's you know, wrestling to me, choreographed is more real than dating. So I would, I would rather wrestle than date right now. So that's where I'm at. I would say, though, with very few sure things in life, one of the sure things that we knew the day that it happened that I went on the air and I said to you, Mike, listen, somebody won and somebody lost. There's no, we won a little bit, we lost a little bit, we'll be okay. You traded a different position for a different position. DeAndre Hopkins, arguably the number one receiver in the nation, which I still have him there. David Johnson, a guy who lost his job to multiple people in Arizona. Lost it to Kenyon Drake. People didn't know who he was. Lost it to Chase Edmonds. He was the backup. So for David Johnson to be injured, to be a number one guy years ago, top four, then to fall off the map, not even be top 20 arguably, and trade him for the number one receiver in the nation and then not get a number one receiver to really take over, the Houston Texans made no sense. The Arizona Cardinals were like, let's not ask him if we're sure because we don't want to bring attention to it. So let's, it's kind of like when you call to pay a bill and you think the bill's like 500 bucks and they're like $12. And you're like, $12 and what? $12 and we close it. Oh, okay. Let me not say anything. Let me just give her the $12 and get off the phone because she said my balance is zero. That's the DeAndre if, Hopkins if was, thing. If I was the commissioner of that fantasy football league, I would have vetoed that trade. Oh, yeah. And this is... Insane. So, so few sure things in life. This is one of them. Take it to the bank. DeAndre Hopkins, number one. Devontae Adams, number two. A close number two. He is number two because Aaron is back. Tyreek Hill, the speedster, is three. Stephon Diggs, by the numbers, is in the top three. I got him in my top four with Buffalo. And number five is the same as you, Calvin Ridley of Atlanta, just because I want to see what he does with Kyle Pitts. So that makes him number five, six through ten. A.J. Brown. I mean, <laughs> it's going to open things him open things up for him so much with Julio Jones in the mix but I still think this is A.J. Brown's connection with Ryan Tannehill he knows how that offense runs inside now not that Julio is not a professional but A.J. Brown the speedster as well you know DK Metcalf he's a guy that's super fast as well you saw him run somebody down and tackle him from behind last year after a pick was thrown this is a guy who's lightning quick this is a guy who's going to continue to grow and continue to develop he's number seven Justin Jefferson, this is a guy who can be capable of being a top three receiver in this league. He may end up this year as top three. Right now, he's number eight on my rankings out of Minnesota. 
Keenan Allen is going to get the looks. He's going to get the targets. He's the clear number one in San Diego. He's obviously developing a good relationship with Justin Herbert. I think that's real important. They have a balanced attack out of the backfield as well, so that's going to bode well for Keenan Allen. And then Allen Robinson. You know, there, there's days and weeks where I think, what would it have been like if he would have stayed at Jacksonville? But, you know, stuff happens, things change, stuff moves on. Allen Robinson, he's the number one in Chicago. I know Daryl Mooney's going to get his chair, but the biggest question mark, again, is the quarterback. Is it going to continue to be Andy Dalton? When does that when does that change a quarterback come? So that could be good or bad for his numbers. That's yet to be seen. But uh, right now, he's number 10 on my rankings. Yeah, my 6 through 10, uh, DK Metcalf, got to be high up there on him. He's a guy who started the season a couple years ago as a rookie, number five on the depth chart, and I laughed. I was like, Mike, <laughs> whoever wrote this depth chart doesn't know DK Metcalf. I haven't seen him with his shirt off. Yeah, so I was like, y'all don't know DK Metcalf. So to be where he's at right now, and I said he would take over at number one, Tyler Lockett is very good, but you know, obviously they're a great one-two punch, I should say. DK Metcalf is my number six, though. Justin Jefferson, by the numbers, yards-wise, as a rookie last year, the entire country, number four that he finished with his numbers last year. Justin Jefferson out of Minnesota. I got to put him here in my top seven and see what he does from here. Uh, When we look at Justin Jefferson last year, he had 125 receptions and 1,400 yards as a rookie. He's my seven. Allen Robinson is my eight. Allen Robinson was third in the nation with 151 receptions last year when they didn't know who their quarterback was and didn't know what the heck they were doing, and it was Nick Foles, and sometimes it was Mitch Trubisky. Well, this year they don't know, and I'm not worried because of what he did last year. And now I think he's got more talent at quarterback, arguably, with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. So I like that he is, you know, he's done it, and he's done it well, and he stayed healthy. Allen Robinson, number eight for me, just because he's shown that he's going to get the numbers no matter who's at quarterback. And then number nine, I surprised myself by doing this. DJ Moore made my number nine. And DJ Moore made my number nine out of Carolina. I know he's got to change at quarterback, but he had 1,193 yards last year with Teddy Bridgewater. So that puts him in number nine. And rounding out my 10, I mentioned him. I couldn't keep him out of my top 10 because they're arguably the best one-two punch in fantasy. If you got one, the other one doesn't hurt him, and that's Tyler Lockett out of Seattle. Sometimes the guys eat off each other's plates. These guys both have a plate, and sometimes it's full of a five-course meal, and nobody's eating off anybody's plate. So Tyler Lockett, I'm going to have to give to that. They seem like two number ones, even though there's only one quarterback throwing to them. That's why Lockett makes my top ten, and credit to Russell Wilson for making them both count, 11 through 15. I got Terry McLaurin at 11. I've seen him as high as 7. I've seen him as low as 21, but I think he's capable of being a top 10. He just got squeaked out here. Look, he's got a great quarterback. Well, okay, he's got a quarterback who can throw the ball far. He's got a very smart quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick. they got a very balanced attack. I don't think the presence of Curtis Samuel is going to hurt him. I think Terry McLaurin is going to be the guy to continue to stretch the field in Washington. Amari Cooper. This is a guy who's continuing to focus on being the number one. He is the number one in Dallas. I spoke before about Dak Prescott having a better year and Zeke having a better year. I think Amari Cooper is going to have a great year as well. And right below him is C.D. Lamb on the same team. Again, a great one-two punch. If you look around the NFL, the teams that are the most successful on offense have those one-two punches at receiver, and Dallas is surely one of them. Mike Evans. Tampa Bay. Mike Evans is still the number one. I know Chris Godwin is great, and I'm going to get to him in a few picks here. There's a a 
teaser or a spoiler, but I think Mike Evans and Mike Evans is deserving of being number 14 on my rankings. I've seen him as high as four and as low as 19. Robert Woods. Robert Woods is a guy who came out of nowhere for some people a couple years ago. I saw Robert Woods come in and I still like what I see from Robert Woods and I think the presence of Matt Stafford makes him a little bit better. I don't think Cooper Cup hurts him. I don't think the running game hurts him anymore. I think, actually I think that the absence of Cam Akers absolutely, absolutely helps Robert Woods a little bit more here. I got Robert Woods at 15. Yeah, my 11 through 15, Amari Cooper, like you said, you had him uh, right there in this window as well. Amari Cooper's best news is Dak Prescott is coming back, and Dak Prescott is actually has a long-term contract and isn't going to be franchise tag. Cooper has found new life in Dallas, and so you got to give him credit for what he's been able to do and put together. Mike Evans makes my number 12 on the list. I know that there's Chris Godwin. But Mike is doing enough, and Mike is staying relevant. And like we said, Tom Brady, for as high as we had him, we both had Tom Brady at number nine in our top ten fantasy quarterbacks ranked this season. When you go back and you look at the numbers of Mike Evans this past year to to break down what Mike was able to do, 109 receptions. He had over 1,000 yards on a team that had Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard, him and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown to get over 1,000 yards. Puts him in a good place for me. And 13 touchdowns, that's why he is where he is. Uh, DJ Moore makes it after, or pardon me, not DJ Moore. Uh, Terry McLaurin is going to make my uh, number 13 here. Terry McLaurin, 13th on my list. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick. You had Dwayne Haskins. You had Alex Smith. And Terry McLaurin was relevant with those guys. I think he'll be more relevant with Fitzmagic because... This man is just getting better and better. As the beard gets longer, he gets better. And I know so, the feeling. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you know what it's like. More, more beard, more wisdom. So uh, Terry McLaurin, number 13, got to put him there. At number 14, this may surprise you, but at my number 14 is Robbie Anderson because Robbie is coming off of a year with Teddy Bridgewater. Now he has a guy who he knows so well and Sam Darnold. Arguably, Sam's favorite target with the Jets was Robbie Anderson. Now he's got him back and they're able to work together. Robbie's got a year in the system with Matt Rule, and, and you know, Matt Rule's got the connection to Temple, so does Robbie Anderson. Now we have Sam Darnold, so you got coach connected to quarterback, connected to receiver, could bring a tandem, a tandem of a tandem to work things out here, a little trifecta for Robbie Anderson. And number 15, I got him a little bit lower than you, just because I'm a little bit concerned of the Julio Jones and what that's gonna look like, but A.J. Brown out of Tennessee, Numbers wise, didn't do a uh, didn't do a bad job here this past season. When we go back and we look at AJ Brown's numbers here and uh, break it all down, I mean AJ Brown wasn't fantastic, but you know he's he's a guy who obviously has upside. He's young in the game with this team with Tennessee. So when we take a look at AJ Brown coming out of this season. He was able to have uh, over 1,000 yards, 1,075, had 106 receptions, and had 13 touchdowns. So he makes my top 15. You might say, Dan, with numbers like that, how did he dip so low? But I want to see how it's all going to work out. There's a lot of people to feed there. You got Julio Jones, you got A.J. Brown, you got Derrick Henry. But Ryan Tannehill's resurrected his career, as we spoke about, and I think that Tennessee is going to be okay. And like I said, I believe they're going to win the AFC South. So 16 through 20, what do you got? 16, I got Tyler Lockett. He seems to be the steady Eddie guy. DK Metcalf doesn't really hurt him that much. And Tyler Lockett is a guy who can continue to 
do great things with Russell Wilson. I've seen Tyler Lockett as high as number eight, as low as 26. I think I, I'm comfortable with where he is on my list at 16. Chris Godwin, yeah, he's the number two, but he's capable of being the number one any given week for Tampa. You look at Mike Evans, it's going to get, you would think, a lion's share, but there's going to be games where Mike Evans is going to take second fiddle to Chris Godwin, depending on the defensive matchups. So I'm comfortable with him at 17. At 18, Cooper Cup. Well, Cooper Cup, they saw the departure of of Josh Reynolds. Van Jefferson comes in. He's going to step up out of Florida. Cooper Cup is the guy there, though. He's the number one target, I think. Robert Woods is ranked real close. As a matter of fact, Robert Woods is ranked a few notches ahead of him. But I think the conservative effort there is going to be to get the ball to Cooper Cup. DJ Moore, 19, the guy who topped my adjusted explosiveness index a couple years ago. Yeah. This is a guy you mentioned a few a few minutes ago. I've seen him as high as 14. I've seen him as low as 32. I'm comfortable with him at 19. I still think he's the number one there in Carolina. I think him and Sam Darnold are continuing to grow something this year and look out in the future in Carolina and Julio Jones I got him at 20 I was surprised I had him ranked this low but math is math at a certain point he is on a new team but I think he's capable of being the number one in Tennessee right now though that's AJ Brown but I think AJ Brown and Julio Jones are going to help each other again you have to have that one-two punch at receiver and Tennessee has it at Julio Jones number 20 on my list yeah my 16 through 20 a CD lamb you had mentioned him before uh, you know, out of Dallas, looking at C.D. Lamb, a young guy in here. Amari Cooper, you would think C.D. Lamb would eventually maybe oust him within the first three years, but Amari is pushing him back off. And, you know, we've just, you know I've discussed it before on the show that when a guy signs a big-time contract, a wide receiver or running back, sometimes they take their foot off the gas. Amari signs, you know, a five-year was like hundred-something million dollars, and he just kept going. He got better. You know, arguably he's better. He's better than he was in Oakland. And he did a lot of good things in Oakland. Amari Cooper got paid and kept C.D. Lamb at bay, which says a lot here. And C.D. Lamb's numbers last year uh, still looking good. And, and seeing what he was able to do, you know, I like I like C.D. Lamb's numbers, and I liked what he put forward. So, you know, ultimately, I think that C.D. Lamb putting him at number 16 makes sense for me. Him or Amari Cooper, I think you're going to be happy with whichever guy you get on your team. And CeeDee Lamb last year had 935 yards and had five touchdowns. And I want to uh, make a correction here. A.J. Brown had 11 touchdowns last year. I said 13. And then uh, number 17 is Keenan Allen for me out of the Chargers. He's supposed to be the main guy. Health has been a question over the years. There's really no dominant number two in L.A. for the Chargers. So that's why Keenan drops on my list here. Right behind him is another L.A. guy, but the other team, Cooper Cup, who you just mentioned recently, Cooper Cup makes it here. When he's healthy, he's the one. Woods is the two. Whenever Cooper Cup goes down, Woods becomes the one, and he takes over it pretty swimmingly. But I got to put Cooper Cup here because if he's healthy, he's the guy. Number 19, I couldn't choose. So number 19, I have a guy who you forgot because of Justin Jefferson. But last season, I want to make a very healthy note here that you may have forgotten this man, but you cannot forget this man, and you can't forget him because by touchdowns, he had 14. And that's Adam Thielen of Minnesota, who was a lot higher on my list last year, and I believe Mike's as well. The other guy that I put on the 19 line right there with him, because I can't choose, is Chris Godwin out of Tampa. And number 20, rounding it out, is Julio Jones, because he's on a new team, 
but he's still really good, and he's there on Tennessee who has a lot of weapons. Julio's going to help out Henry. AJ's going to help out Julio, and back and forth and over and under and all the good stuff. So Julio rounds it out. But mind you, that means that I didn't mention Robert Woods, who you mentioned. We also didn't mention any of the young receivers in Jacksonville or Marvin Jones Jr. who's there. We haven't mentioned T. Higgins. We haven't mentioned Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson. There's a bunch of guys on this list, Brandon Cooks, who was le- who have did not make our top 20. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton of Denver, two very talented guys who don't know who their quarterback's going to be because John Elway is a really good quarterback, but for some weird reason, he can't find one. So, and I guess that's not his job. His job was to play quarterback. His job wasn't to find one. And some quarterbacks aren't good GMs, and some GMs aren't good quarterbacks. So maybe that's the case. Hopefully they can figure it out with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. But I'm looking back at our top 20, my top 21, and I find it very interesting that a bunch of these guys that used to be top 4, top 10, top 15 didn't even make our list, like the Jujus like the Jerry Judys, like the Cortland Suttons, but that just goes to show you there's a lot of talent that's out there at wide receiver this year. There's going to be some guys that we left off here that are going to sneak into the top 20 by the end of the year. T. Higgins is a possibility. Jamar Chase is a possibility. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, if he if he clears the injury protocol today, and Juju Smith-Schuster, like you had mentioned. Uh, Adam Thielen, I, I had a 21 just outside the top 20. So just because we didn't rank these guys in the top 20 doesn't mean they're not worthy of a position on your team. It's just based on the current projections that I have right now, this is where they land. Absolutely. That coming from Mike Sofka of Hall of Fame FantasyFootball.com, as well as both of us of Winning Fantasy Football. Check out the Facebook group. For those of you watching on Facebook Live, you can do that right now because you're on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT or Facebook.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. And you can check out the Winning Fantasy Football group while you're on Facebook. You can get that on the app. You can get that on your desktop, your laptop, all the good stuff. And, of course, you are watching on YouTube.com backslash WakeUpCallDT where you can find winning fantasy football there as well. We'll take another step aside as Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is live from iDrive. We are here at Hooters, 8801 International Drive, all week long, Monday, August 16th to Friday, August 20th, kicking off the football season live from iDrive. It is Florida in focus. Dan Tortora, Mike Sofka, back right after this to give you our final list, which are our top 20 tight ends. And that's coming up right after this fast break. Cafe Cabal Mobile Cafe brings the cafe experience to you. We'll roll out to your neighborhood or office, ready to serve our locally crafted espresso bar to our loyal patrons. Inquire at CafeCabal.com. Cafe Cabal, coffee for the soul. menu item available seven days a week here at mother's cupboard 
We are Central New York, and it's our honor to serve you. Mon Paz Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory, located on 201 7th North Street in Liverpool, is home to over 40 flavors with more than 200 flavors in their total wheelhouse. Sky's the limit for this sweet and savory Central New York company. Keep it local at your parties, fundraisers, wedding showers, baby showers, and more by calling 315-450-MA-PA. That's 315-450-6272 for popcorn bars with custom flavors and colors at your upcoming event. Make sure to visit them on 201 7th North Street in Liverpool, New York. And for more information, go to maandpazsnacks.com. Ma and Paz Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory. How corny are you? Here at Progressive Dental, we understand the importance of regular dental visits and preventive care. Cleanings and checkups are essential to good oral health. We have multiple locations in the Southern Tier, so come visit us in Binghamton, Enwell, Kirkwood, Montrose, and Norwich. For self-paying non-insured patients, we offer the Smile Plan, which covers all of your cleanings, x-rays, and exams for an affordable yearly price. Call 607-754-2273 or 607-754-CARE to make an appointment today. For more information, visit our website at ProgressiveDentalNY.com. The Millhouse Market, located on 3790 New York 13 in Pulaski, New York, is worth the drive every time. Make sure you make your way out to the Millhouse Market, but download the app before you do that at the Google Play and Apple App Store. There you'll find the entire menu. You'll find the Google Maps to get directions to Millhouse Market from wherever you are. So you literally have the directions, the entire menu at your fingertips, contactless pay, and you can go up to the drive through window, grab your food, and go at the Millhouse Market so easy from your pocket to get everything that you need and then be able to head off and on your way. They're open Tuesday through Saturday from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. and on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Make sure you make your way out to the drive through window, the general store supporting local companies that are connected with the Millhouse Market, so they're paying it forward at Millhouse, supporting our community themselves and supporting other businesses that support our community going one extra step, which I expect nothing less from Rebecca Alford and her team. And of course, they have the indoor restaurant open Tuesday through Sunday. And of course, you can go there every weekend and get the new bistro menu. It changes every week. You never know what Rebecca is going to come up with next. And their bakery, once it's gone for the day, it's gone. And there is not a cookie, a muffin, or an anything that brownie that I have gotten at the Millhouse Market that isn't, you talk about not knowing where to rank people and everybody being on the same line. The maple brownie, number one. The M&M cookie, number one. The chocolate chip cookie, number one. The raspberry muffin, also number one. Head out to the Millhouse Market, find your favorites today and support local at 3790 New York 13 in Pulaski, New York. Worth the drive every single time. With that being said, Mr. Sofka and I are back here inside of Hooters I Drive. This is Wake Up Call with Dan Tortores, Florida and Focus Week. We're on site on location in Orlando, Florida on 8801 International Drive. We call it live from I Drive. 
Hooters is here. The girl, the girls are here. The fantastic girls that we've had throughout this week. And I want to give a shout out to everybody who's been on the show, from Ashlyn, Savannah, as well as uh, Macy, Jordan, and of course we had Holly, Portia, Kalia in the first uh, w- the first ones that we did. Jordan as well. So everybody that's been on the show, I want to thank all the Hooters girls and getting to know them a little bit better as well as having wings all week long, which my stomach has been very thankful for. And I got to tell you, and I'm not saying it because I'm here, nobody makes a better Arnold Palmer with sweet tea and lemonade than Hooters. And not just Hooters, but Hooters Orlando right here on 8801 International Drive. So we'll see you here tonight for our draft. And we're here right now with you and all throughout the week from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora live from iDrive here at Hooters Orlando. So... With that being said, tight end time, fantasy tight end rankings. Mike and I are going to go 1 through 20. I would ask any regular average old NFL fan to go 1 through 6. But we're going to go 1 through 20. We're going to do 1 through 5, 6 through 10, 11 through 15, and 16 through 20. Mr. Sofka, I'll let you go first. Well, the guy you got to talk about first and foremost when you talk about tight ends is Travis Kelsey. This is the guy everybody wants. This is the guy somebody's going to reach and take him at the end of the first round or the beginning of the second round. Just prepare for him not to be on your team is what I'm saying. But if he does fall to you, don't overdraft him. I think he's good in the beginning parts of the second round. I think he's worth the leap there, especially in a PPR league. Darren Waller is closely right behind him. I think Darren Waller is going to put up number one worthy numbers, but Travis Kelsey's in his way of being number one. And George Kittle, the founder of National Tight End Day, He's definitely <laughs> capable of being in the top three. He's capable of being number one. But he's got some other guys to count for, Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. Then I go to TJ Hawkinson. Look, TJ Hawkinson did well in Detroit with, with Matt Stafford. I think he takes a step back. But Jared Goff also had good relationships with his tight ends when he was with the Rams. So I look for TJ Hawkinson to stay about where he is. I've seen him as low as six. I've seen him as high as four. So I'm real confident where I have him at four. And Mark Andrews. We've talked about this in the past when the Ravens took Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews. They went to the well. They didn't just get water for when they were there. They brought some water back with them. And sure enough, that water they brought back with them, Mark Andrews, is the guy who made it out long term. I've got him steady Eddie across the board at number five, and I'm confident where I have him. Yeah, my top five is, you know, obviously right there with you. Uh, Travis Kelsey, number one. I don't think we have to think about that too much. This is kind of a set it, move on. Like a Pat Mahomes or like a Tyreek Hill in the top three, Travis Kelsey says something about a team when your quarterback's number one in our fantasy rankings for quarterbacks. Our wide, re- you know, wide receivers, Tyreek Hill's right up there, and Travis Kelsey's number one at tight end. So Kelsey's my number one tight end. Shooting up the list is Darren Waller, and deservedly so that Darren Waller goes up this list because when you go back and you look at it last season, Darren Waller, 1,196 yards. If you group him with the wide receivers of all 32 teams, he had the 10th highest receiving yards as a tight end with all of the receivers in that, and he had nine touchdowns. So Darren Waller goes up the list for the Las Vegas Raiders. TJ Hawkinson, number three for me. Which I know he's got Jared Goff and not Matt Stafford, but he's done some good things. Hawkinson had some good numbers last year. So I'm looking forward to what he could put together this year. And I was happy with what he was able to do. It took him a little time to come on, but he has come on since then. So I'm looking forward to seeing TJ Hawkinson 
this season he's my number three for Detroit. Mike Gusecki, that'll make my guy who was here yesterday, Rick Etienne, very happy. There's Etienne and Etienne, it's spelled the same. And I told Rick is my favorite Etienne, is what I said. So uh, Rick will be happy to see Mike Gusecki at number four with Tua Tungavaloa. And at number five, you said across the board you felt comfortable doing this. I feel comfortable keeping him in the top five. Last year he was our number three. We were bold to pick it. He dipped a little bit to number five, but Mark Andrews for Baltimore is number five for me as well. Six through ten. Yeah, I'm going to take a step out, and I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. I think he's going to he's going to pay off big. I think he's going to have an outstanding rookie campaign. Obviously, a candidate for offensive rookie of the year, a first, I guess, for a tight end. But I've seen him as high as four, as low as 12, but most everybody's got him at four or five or six, so I'm confident where I have him at sixth in Atlanta. Noah Fant, this is a guy who quietly has become a very good receiver in Denver. Again, even with quarterback issues and problems, I think Drew Locke may end up getting the edge there to start with. He may be on a short leash, though, with Teddy Bridgewater right behind him. I don't think it's going to matter. I think Noah Fant's going to get his targets. Dallas Goddard is one to watch. I don't think Zach Ertz is going to hurt him that much. As a matter of fact, I would be surprised if Zach Ertz is still on a team week one. But... Hey, I was surprised he's still on a team right now. But Dallas Goddard's going to continue to get his targets. I've seen him as high as 7, as low as 14. I'm comfortable with him at 8. Tyler Higby, I think this is an improvement for having Matt Stafford at quarterback. Tyler Higby's going to make out. He's going to move into the top 10. He's going to go. I've seen him as high as number 6. I've seen him as low as 23. Tyler Higby. And then Logan Thomas. He's he's quickly become an outstanding tight end. I've seen him as high as 7, as low as 19. John Bates isn't going to impede on him that much. I think Logan Thomas is going to continue to have a great success and move up. Right now, he's at number 10. So we're giving our fantasy rankings. We are back here with Ashlyn of the great state of North Carolina. I have to say that you had the best exit of any Hooters <laughs> girl yesterday when you just waved and you disappeared. And as Rick said, you did a nice little magic trick. So uh -huh. did you know you were going to do that before you came up here? No. Okay. This cord kind of blocks me from walking, so I had a <laughs> so. had a duck. And you, I mean, you did it so effortlessly, but it looked great on camera. So I got to give you a shout out for that. Thank you. And we have to shout out mom because she's really good at being an FBI agent on the internet, and she found your video immediately on our social media. Yep. So can we tell everybody mom's first name? April. April. So shout out to April. What do you want to say to mom? Love you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Apparently, mom's back at home. Mm -hmm. How does she feel about you being in Orlando? She hates it. Okay. Like any North Carolinian mom, yep. they hate when you leave home. Mm -hmm. Does she come to visit? Will she come to visit? Yes, she's coming next week. Oh, okay. So you've been here three weeks, so she'll be here within a month. Yeah. Yeah, that's also a North Carolinian <laughs> thing. So uh, Mike wasn't here yesterday. Rick was in here. So Mike, you can ask any question we've done, like music, movies, some different mm -hmm. stuff. I'm going to let you throw one to Ashlyn here before we jump into some of the other things. All right, you're, you're, you're going on a long road trip. What song are you listening to, or what band are you listening to? Ooh. We talked about Justin Bieber yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, <laughs> Justin Bieber. Come on. Um, anything EDM, really. The okay. glow stick thing while you're driving? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Rave while I'm driving. <laughs> so... We're talking about fantasy football. Mike and I do this every single week. We do the fantasy football power hour. We've been doing it for years, and we'll be drafting here tonight. Have you ever played fantasy football? Nope. Do you know anything about fantasy football? 
Um, I know that you pick teams. Yes, you, you make um, your own team up of players of all different teams. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you rank them? We are currently ranking them. So we rank the quarterbacks, the running backs, the receivers, and the tight ends. Okay. That's what we're doing. Do you have a favorite team? I don't know if we um, talked about this yesterday. I like the Vikings. Okay. You like the Vikings. So do you have a favorite player on the Vikings? Oh, I don't know all that. Okay. <laughs> well, Delvin Cook played for FSU. So he's the running back for Minnesota now. He's a guy to know. Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins. Take that with you. So when, when you say you're a Vikings fan and somebody in here that you're serving or whatever says, yeah, prove it, Justin <laughs> Jefferson, Delvin Cook, Kirk Cousins. Use that. Noted. You don't have to tell them I told you. This is coming for, those coming from you, Ashlyn. So uh, we, we got into a lot of stuff yesterday. You've been here for just a little bit. So what's one thing that you learned from Hooters Orlando that you didn't know? Um, that's a hard one. You asked hard questions yesterday, so <laughs> <laughs> she did. Um, she asked a specific. She was like, "What was your me- what's your favorite memory from fourth grade?" And in my brain, I'm like, "I'm not gonna remember fourth." And then, boom, Mrs. Anderson, and everything came back to me. Um, well, it's only my second day at this one, so it's kind of hard to tell. Well, what have you had to pick up? Like, what, what's something you have to get comfortable with because it's a different um, layout? and The whole layout, yeah. Like, okay. the table numbers, where the cell window's at. Because here it's in the kitchen, but back home it was in the middle of the restaurant. And you're back home. You were in Jacksonville, North Carolina, yeah. right? Which is strange because I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan and there's a Jacksonville, North <laughs> Carolina. What – I know we talked about how you moved and you love it here, but your top three favorite things about Jacksonville, North Carolina – um, it's near the beach. Okay. Um, that's pretty much all there is. Family. Oh, yeah, family. <laughs> family. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Probably family. And my dogs. And your dogs. So how many dogs do you have? Four. Danger. Wow. What are they? I have a Chihuahua, okay. a Golden Retriever, and two Pitbull Great Dane mixes. And their names are? Axel, Aria, Sugar, and Lily. So Lily, I have a Lily. Really? I do. Lily's now my, the Chihuahua. Okay, so Lily's my small dog too. I'm going to show you Lily. I got to find Lily. Hold on. But Lily is very tiny. And do I have a good one of Lily? Let me see here. So she's 10 pounds. This is Lily. Oh my gosh. That's her. She's, she's so fluffy. She's a havany. She looks like a build a bear. So that's. She does. So hold on here. I want to make sure that we can see it here. So this is Lily. But you can't really see it with the camera. But there she is. But yeah, she's she's she sits on my shoulder and she'll oh. literally stay there for like two hours. Oh. But you have like a very unique. Do they get along? Oh yeah. They're all they different sizes. Each, they love each other. Axel and Arya, they're blood related, just different okay. letters. Okay. So they go at it a lot, messing around, of course. And then Sugar, she's the second oldest. Lily's the oldest, but okay. Sugar's the second oldest. She's like the mom to everyone. And then Lily, she just thinks she's alpha male. So, your parents have all four. Mm-hmm. How many kids do your parents have? Uh, two. Two. Oh, okay, so that makes sense. Because you can have more dogs. Like, if you have four kids, you can't have four dogs. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't do that. And uh, <laughs> there's no kids left at the house now. My brother lives in Utah. How did he go to Utah? Probably by plane. <laughs> <laughs> he actually drove. Yeah. But how? Did, what brought him there? 
Um, well, it's just like more his style, honestly, because he's okay. such an outdoors person. Okay. And there's so many outdoory things there, and him and his girlfriend moved there. Okay. That makes. I mean, all right, Salt Lake City or no? Yep. Okay. I was gonna say the only <laughs> thing I know about Utah is Salt Lake City. If you could live anywhere but Orlando, where would it be? Anywhere tropical. Anywhere tropical. I don't have anywhere specific. Just make sure it's tropical. Okay. Warm weather and beaches. We're doing our fantasy draft here tonight. So, you have not done fantasy football before. Nope. However, if we had, we're going to stay with music. If we had to intro me as the host at 7 o'clock tonight with one song, what would be a song that would be a good intro for me? Baby by Justin Bieber. 100%. <laughs> Why? Because it's Baby by Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. I knew you were going to choose Justin Bieber. I just didn't know what I was going to get. And I think the day that, we, that I met him... That's what he played. He played like the acoustic. Probably. Because like, that's like his big hit. Yeah. And he just, he played it and then you hear it on the radio and it's, it's game changing. Well, Ashlyn, we're going to do rapid fire now, but you're going to get to ask us both two questions instead of one. Oh, because you even harder on me now. Yeah, but you ask good questions. And the thing is, you're the only repeat Hooters girl that we've had this week, which kind of makes you a veteran. <laughs> so you get to ask Mike too, and you get to ask me too. So go ahead with Mike first. Okay. Um, you can ask him anything about his beard. Anything about his beard? <laughs> no, you can ask him anything. Um. Macy's on camera right now. No, she's not. <laughs> I do that every time she walks by because it makes her nervous. Um, <laughs> if you had to be a dog for a day, what kind of dog would you be and why? I would be my daughter's dog. That specific dog, a German Shepherd, his name's Anubis, because that dog gets pampered, played with, loved. Dogs, you know, a good dog, responsive, listens well. So not just a German Shepherd, but I would be that particular German mm -hmm. Shepherd. Oh, he I love it. Care of her. Oh, that's awesome. Very good. Um, and another one. Another one for Mike. If you Mike's were... never been on the hot seat before. It's very weird. <laughs> if, hmm, I don't know. You ask the good ones. What's nine plus ten? Nineteen. Twenty-one. What? You guys never seen that vine? I have. Yes, I have seen that vine. It's okay. <laughs> I'll go with that it. was the only one that came that's to my mind. No, that's great. I'll go with twenty-one. All There's right, also everybody. what's four plus four, and the guy says forty-four. So. Nice. Yes. All right. What's your two for me? Um, if you were an iceberg, do you think you would be the iceberg that sunk the Titanic? No, but somebody talked to me about the Titanic earlier this week. Here's my thoughts on the Titanic. And it's very specific. And I realize there's a group, like on Facebook or something, for this. She should have shared the door. She should have. Because the reality of it all is she's looking at him, telling him that she loves him, wants to spend forever with him, whatever. And he's sitting in the cold, and there's debris everywhere. The door is massive. So I said what I would have done, knowing that... You know, and this maybe I'm maybe I'm scorned a little bit because I dated some girls that were not the greatest people in the world. I would have opened the doorknob and pulled it, so oh. when I died, she would come with me oh because she God. didn't share the door. She chose the jewel over the door or over sharing with the man that she loves. So I just don't like that scene, and I realize there's a Facebook group that says that she should have shared the door. So I know that I'm starting a movement. Yeah, did you see that? Apparently, like there's another Titanic movie coming out where they unfreeze Jack. Titanic, two. yeah. There's a sequel. Like there used to be sequels. Maybe one or two movies would get a sequel a year, 
and now legitimately every when a comedy gets a sequel you know that they're just trying to make money see i never saw that movie titanic you know why i never saw it because you knew what happened i knew how it ended yeah i wanted them to miss the iceberg and just like get everybody at the end and the thing is if he knew it was coming why didn't he start turning the wheel miles away yep there's a lot of questions i have at titanic you've opened up a can of worms (laughs) with me here what's your last one for me um if you were an ant do you think you would be a strong ant or a weak ant? Obviously, I'd be a strong ant. Wow. I would be Ant-Man from Marvel because when he shrunk, he actually increased his might. And so sm- the smaller I am, the more I'd be able to push. And I would love fighting as Ant-Man because you wouldn't be able to find me. I could get into anything and I'd be super powerful. So you've provoked me to answer two questions I never thought I'd be asked. Yeah. Yet now I know that in the titanic i I mean i knew i was going to open the doorknob and you know let her fall through because she was rude but ant-man yeah for sure i would 100 percent be ant-man that coming from ashlyn made mom proud shout out to april and yeah good questions once again so you've been here a couple days and you've already been on a broadcast twice yep so when i come back to orlando i mean when i'm here in orlando i feel like you're gonna have to be like my sit-in host oh yeah thanks ashlyn appreciate it as always So we will be doing more of our rankings now. Ashlyn's not going to help us with those. I'm about to do a magic trick. Yeah, what's your magic trick? (laughs) (laughs) I knew that I couldn't just let you off without that. So got to do the magic trick. Thank you. So with that being said, you gave your 6 through 10, Mike. I'm going to give my 6 through 10 at tight end. So my 6 through 10, Kyle Pitts. This is one of the, this is probably like the highest ranked rookie that I've put anywhere. And I mean it is. And it's because I think he's a wide receiver. And he's got to take where Julio Jones left. And because he's got to take where what Julio Jones kind of left open there, Calvin Ridley needs him. And I don't think Kyle Pitts is going to shy away from anything. So to me, he's going to be my number 6. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is my number 7. I know he's older, but he got more and more comfortable with Brady at the end of the season and in the postseason. And because he got more comfortable then, and he's got a year under his belt being in Tampa and being there with Bruce Arians and all that, like Brady getting more comfortable, if Brady getting more comfortable, he already won a Super Bowl, Gronk getting more comfortable with Brady again coming out of retirement, then you know I would imagine his numbers will go up. I think people will draft him high because of Tampa, because it's him, because of the relationship. I don't know if I will go as high as seven, but I put him at seven just because I can't argue other guys. I just think his output's going to be better. So that's why he's my number seven. My number eight is a guy that I wouldn't have talked about at all last year, but he's got Fitzmagic now, and that's Logan Thomas makes my number eight. Falling to number nine, George Kittle. Why? Because I don't know what they're doing with Jimmy G. I don't know what they're doing with Trey Lance, and I don't know what that's going to mean for George Kittle. Their running backs have not worked out. Their receivers have not worked out. Debo Samuel, is he healthy? Is he not healthy? So that's why George falls. And my number 10 is Robert Tanyan because he did some things, but he wasn't consistently. He was good but not great. You know what I mean? And what he brought to the table numbers-wise looks really good at the end of the year, but week to week he wasn't the tight end that I was looking at to be my number one guy, so he falls to number 10 for me. What's your 11 through 15? Well, number 11, I'm right there. I'm right there with you with Robert Tanya. I think he put up a good good year last year. I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers likes the tight end. 
Uh, J.C. Sternberger hasn't really panned out so far. So I, I, I just think you, you, got, you got to go with what works. The red zone guy, especially if you're in a touchdowns only league, yeah. Robert Tanyan's a good candidate for you. You know, I, I have to go with Irv Smith Jr. at number 12. He's in a contract year. He has to step up. Kyle Rudolph is gone. There's no more excuse. I've seen him as high as 18. I've seen him as low as 17. I'm comfortable where I have him at 12. Evan Ingram, I have him at number 13. Uh, he, he shouldn't be impeded on by Kyle Rudolph coming over. I think that if there, Daniel Jones is going to have any kind of year, he's going to have to rely on Evan Ingram. And Mike Gusecki, I have him at number 14. I don't think Hunter Long's going to step on him. I don't think Adam Sheehan's going to step on him. I'm comfortable where I have him at 14. I think is going to make good use out of the tight end position as well as the wide receivers. Yeah. Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry, those are my next two guys. They're technically tied at 15 because I think they're going to cannibalize each other. Hunter Henry's a little bit wobbled right now, and I saw Johnny Smith look really good in preseason so far. So, But right now they're tied at 15. Yeah, my 11 through 15, uh, Noah Fant makes my number 11. He gets in there for me. Uh, again, because of the situation that he is in, not knowing is it Teddy Bridgewater, is it Drew Locke, this is what drops him to number 11 because he wasn't bad he did some good things he brought some good numbers last year but ultimately it's hard for me to put him in in you know a healthy spot he had 673 yards and three touchdowns but not knowing who the quarterback's going to be obviously dropped Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton out of our top 20 for receivers so it drops Noah Fant down here a little bit he just drops to 11 instead of out of the top 20 because there's not enough tight ends to put out there uh, number 12 for me is Evan Engram of the Giants he is somebody that can get into the top 10 he's someone that can squeak in there and find his way in the top 10 maybe a little bit higher than that in this offense he's got to stay healthy Last year it was all on him. They had no receivers. They didn't have Saquon Barkley. So I don't think you can really knock him for last year. And I think with everybody healthy, hopefully, he could do what he needs to do. And my number 13 goes to Tyler Higby of the Rams. Now he doesn't have Gerald Everett, and he's the guy, and Matt Stafford's there. We know that Matt Stafford with TJ Hawkinson did some good things. And I think, you know, being off on the West Coast, Higby will be able to be a little security blanket for him. My number 14 is Dallas Goddard of Philadelphia. We knew that Zach Ertz would pass the torch. We didn't know it would be as unceremonious as it was here, where Ertz was out there with him the last couple years, and then he just fell off, and he was maybe going to be trade bait, but then they didn't trade him, and now we are where we are, and it's very confusing. So put him in number 14. And number 15 for me is Jared Cook of New Orleans. I think that Adam Trotman's obviously there, but Jared Cook is somebody that has the longevity. He's got good numbers, so I think that he can do some good things there. Not that Trotman can eventually during the season start to rise up, but for right now I have Jared Cook at 15. 16 through 20 for you, Mike. Uh, Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman from the Saints. Jared Cook is gone. He's 154 years old, and Adam Troutman is young tight end he should have the opportunity to step up he should take advantage of the situation no matter who the quarterback is Tyree Kill or Jameis Winston then I got Gronk I got Gronk here at 17 simply because there's too many other options there and I know Gronk has a good relationship with Tom Brady I know Gronk wants to get in the red zone I think Gronk is going to get his share of looks in the red zone but you take a look at the tight ends on his own team 
think of the camera break, take a look at OJ Howard. Then I'm not even mentioning the running backs or the wide receivers there. So there's just too many to mention. I've seen him rank as high as 10. I've seen him as low as 25. I'm good at, at uh, where I have here, 18. And look, Cole Komet. Cole Komet is a guy who, again, like Adam Troutman, this is his time to step up. He spent some time under Jimmy Graham. It's time for him to step up. No matter who the quarterback is, he's going to get some decent targets. I like Cole Komet. Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett's moved on to Seattle now. I think he's going to have a better opportunity there. Russell Wilson needs that tight end target. And I'm going to round out the top 20 here with Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin by default. I think he's going to get some looks, some opportunities. But, again, there's four or five other guys that could have made it just into the top 20. But I think Gerald Everett's a solid lock there. And Blake Jarwin's a solid lock to get some red zone touchdowns. Yeah, you know, my number 16, Gerald Everett, like you said, just making the list here at the bottom of the 20. I got him in because he's in Seattle, because he's got Russ the bus. I think he'll do some good things there. Irv Smith was on your list. He falls down to my number 17 just because I haven't seen much of anything. I liked what Kyle Rudolph used to be, but he was inconsistent. Irv Smith is not – Kyle Rudolph's best is a long way from what Irv Smith showed me so far. That's why he's 17. Anthony Ferkser of Tennessee I have at 18 because Ryan Tannehill's got to go to someone. He doesn't have Delaney Walker. He doesn't have John New Smith. So that puts him there. And my 19 and 20 are back-to-back, Hunter Henry and John New Smith of New England. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. I imagine by week seven it's going to be Mac Jones. Cam Newton might be involved here in the beginning for the first few weeks. But Hunter Henry and John New Smith, two former number ones, not, hell hath no fury like a Belichick scorned. He spent a lot of money within the first millisecond of free agency. He got Hunter Henry. He got Johnny Smith. So they're back-to-back for me. Someone will show themselves out. I don't know if both of them will have a great year, but they're at the bottom of my top 20 because it's a question mark right now who's going to do it, but you would imagine that at some point somebody's going to get it, and I think they're better served with Mac Jones as their quarterback at that point. So – With that being said, we are going to uh, take our final step aside here. This is Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora live from iDrive, giving you our fantasy football rankings for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end ahead of our draft tonight at Hooters of iDrive right here on 8801 International Drive in Orlando, Florida. We draft in here at 7 o'clock and Mike Sofka, Hall of Fame, FantasyFootball.com and the winning Fantasy Football group and YouTube channel. So we'll take a step aside and be back right after this. Avicoli is located on the corner of Route 57 and Wetzel Road in Liverpool, New York. Is your home for the Liverpool Warriors monthly exclusive sit-down broadcast with the student-athletes, the coaches, and the administration. Within minutes, walking distance from Avicoli's is Liverpool High School. So support your local high school school and your local businesses as well at Avicoli's and, of course, with Liverpool High School. And Avicoli's open for you Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, dinner, and drinks. You can find them on the corner of Route 57 and Wetzel Road in Liverpool, New York. And, of course, you can get them for takeout, delivery, and catering by calling 315-622-5100. That's 315-622-5100. And go to myavacolis.com. Canine Camp Dog Daycare and Canine Campground Dog Boarding available to you right off of Bridge Street in East Syracuse. The Dog Daycare there for you on 228 Old Bridge Street 
in East Syracuse and right around the corner, the campground dog boarding for longer term care for your furry loving friend. 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse talked with Ashlyn about her four dogs. Perfect place to bring them there in East Syracuse. Definitely worth the drive. Lily likes it and that's the only endorsement that you need. The dog daycare 315-437-7110 for more information and the campground 315-299-4013. PB&J's Lunchbox is that place that you love going to, that food truck that you followed all throughout central and upstate New York. Well, now their Streetside Cafe is open and centrally located minutes from Destiny USA, the highway, the throughway, and Onondaga Lake Parkway. When you're jonesing for their food, you can find it Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner served daily. Breakfast for dinner, dinner for lunch, whatever you want at PB&J's Lunchbox. They have the traditional favorites, and they have a very eclectic menu as well. For those of you that like to think outside the box, Grilled peanut butter and jelly is award-winning. Philly cheesesteak wrap, the barbecue chicken quesadilla, and so much more at PB&J's Lunchbox, 663 Old Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York. And, of course, Victory Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. I've trusted them for almost a decade with dealing with my body. And when it comes to preventative care, rehab, physical therapy, and surgery, look no further than a place that knows that every single day is one step toward your own personal victory. Dealing with injuries from head to toe, Victory Sports Medicine and Orthopedics wants to see you today. Led by Dr. Mark Petropoli, this team does something that so few places do when it comes to being a doctor, and that is listen care and walk you through the process. That is why I would tell anybody to go to 315-685-7544 on your phone and hit send because you want to talk to Dr. Mark Petropoli and the team about your injury today. 315-685-7544 for Victory Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. With that being stated, Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, live from iDrive, Hooters Orlando, 8801 International Drive, the Hooters that we're at all week long, Florida in focus, giving you everything you need from my second home and Mike's first home, bringing you fantasy football today. We did the top 20 quarterbacks, top 20 running backs, top 20 wide receivers, and top 20 tight ends so that you, in one show, can be ready for your fantasy draft. Any final word, Mr. Sofka? Uh, yeah, just uh, take everything with a grain of salt. Make sure you check the injury list before you draft, the day before you draft. And surely if you have any other questions, reach out to us. Reach out to me at the website, halloffamefantasyfootball.com, yep. Facebook group, Winning Fantasy Football, or search us out on YouTube as well. I'm, I, I answer questions. I've been in drafts against other people, and other people come up and go, well, what do you think? Who do you think I should take? And even though that's counterproductive for me, I do give the advice. So I'm, I'm happy to answer any question anytime and help out any way I can. And that's the thing you'll find out with Mike and I every week in the Fantasy Football Power Hour, which is Wednesdays from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, normal time, on YouTube.com backslash DT. Facebook.com backslash DT and Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. And you can listen on MixLR.com backslash DT and the homepage of WakeUpCallDT.com. We're always giving advice, and people say, well, if you're playing me this week or if I'm drafting against you, I don't want to listen. Mike and I give you the best information we can possibly give you because we want you to have the best team you can have. We're never going to shirk our chore of being a strong fantasy football mind in, tr- in trying to win. Yeah, or, I'm sorry. No, even in the same league, because you're only as good as the people you play against. Right. So, I mean, it's oh, a big deal. I, I, I won the office uh, league, and nobody really knew what was going on, but I was the only. Who wants that? What is that? That's shallow. I'd rather have a challenge. 
So we want you to be at your best. So every single week, we're going to give you the best advice that we can, even if it could affect our fantasy week. It pushes us to be better, and it pushes you to have everything that you need so that you're better prepared. And that's our number one priority here with the Fantasy Football Power Hours to make sure that you are prepared. So make sure you hang out with us. And, of course, after finding us live, you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, MixLR, YouTube, iTunes and Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and TuneIn by searching Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, or one word, wakeupcalldt.com. A shout-out to everybody that watched and listened live, and, of course, a shout-out to all of our Central and Upstate New York partners, Cafe Cabal, Carvel DeWitt, Wildcat Sports Pub, Avicoli's, Victory Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, Chick-fil-A Cicero and Chick-fil-A Clay, Canine Camp Dog Daycare, The Millhouse Market, Honda City of Liverpool, Pizza Man, Progressive Dental, as well as Mother's Cupboard, Canine Campground, Dog Boarding, PB&J's Lunchbox, and Mon Paz Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory right here in Orlando and anywhere. You can go to monpazpopcorn.com in the United States and order with the promo code DT20. Get 20% off on me, maandpazpopcorn.com. Use the promo code DT20 at checkout. So with all that being stated, we're here for the rest of the week, live on-site on location with a new time, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. from Hooters of iDrive, 8801 International Drive, in Orlando, Florida. Thank you to the Hooters girls. Thanks to Ashlyn for joining us again and all the girls that have joined us this week. Thank you, of course, to my longtime co-host for Fantasy, Mr. Mike Sofka. Of course, I'm Dan Tatora. You are awesome. Find us on Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, and Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. We'll be posting plenty from Hooters video and pictures, of course, as we've done all throughout the week and last week. A lot of great stuff coming up. Shout-out to M3 Digital, Michaela and Julia. Also, big-time shout-out to Tim, Farron, and Jeff from Hooters. We'll talk with you soon. God bless. No stress. Do your best.